Panago Pizza presents S D P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go, guys! The Leafs have taken three or four points in the last two games. How you feeling, Steve? Completely miserable. And that brings us to who wore the crown. Live generously in life and treat you royally. We're going to jump right in. Why not pour yourself and a friend a crown royal? Because we're going to talk about who wore the crown. Why not? Where are we with the Isn't that the bit? You. Where I go, why not? Uh, We crown a leaf. Who uh, each show. A what? Who gives it their all for the blue and white. Because it's our town. It's our crown. It's not what you have, but what you have to give. Let's crown a leaf that lives generously by giving it all for their team. Brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Live generously in life. We'll treat you royally. Let's get into it. Steve Dangle. How have the Leafs been over their past four games? Uh, Decent. Which part of each game? Yeah. The first two periods. Some of the middle. Yeah. Well, they were great the first two periods. So, like, you know, it's cool. Three of those four games, they were really good in the first two periods. Yeah. Panthers. How many points did they get Anaheim. Three out of six. Yeah, that's not bad. Let's give him an old pat on the back. Let's give him an old ribbon. Yeah, you, you got you pin that ribbon on. So Maybe it's one of those I, sticky ones. I what, thought, I thought we were talking about who played yeah, the best. I'm just gonna say <laughs> we um, are. What, we're talking about who lived generously the and deserves to be treated royally. Was poo and also butt, but there was a player who was not. Because that player, despite being washed up, tradable garbage, got five goals in four games. Is that good? I need someone to explain to me, like I'm five, how scoring five goals in four games is good. John Tavares did that. So much for that little slump there, bud. Probably should have had a couple more, too. Yep. Probably should have. You know what, Jesse? You're right. He's getting paid a million dollars. $11 million. My brain only saw the one. Mm. He's getting paid $11 million. Could have scored seven in four games. Seven plus four equals eleven. There it is. Seven. One for every year of the contract. John Tavares deserves it because he's been good and the team has been butt around him. Do we pay him eleven million dollars though for him to score and the Leafs to lose? Like, is there there's an obvious direct correlation between John Tavares scoring and the Leafs losing? So what is it? And why is John Tavares dooming the Leafs to playing so poorly in the third period? You know, a real captain would take some of his money and give it back to the Leafs cap situation so that they could go out and get Matt Dumba or Alex Petrangelo or Colton Pareko or a bunch of the other guys they're never going to get. We'll just keep going down that whole list there, bud. We'll just keep going down the list, Adam. Just what? I heard uh, Carey Price was going to come here and play backup goalie. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? But only if John Tavares gave back half of his contract. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Only for the right. Price! <laughs> Adam! Don't look at me like that. Don't. I have been. Listen. Obviously, it was very sad yesterday. That's why I didn't make a video after the Ducks game. Um. 
Maybe for the best, because I was prepared to say some heinous things about my hockey team. After they won. After they won. And obviously very sad because... Uh, my wife's grandfather passed away. And b- by the way, um, randomly, and this we, sh- we should throw this out there, people raised $2,100 in the Marner jar. Is that how much it was? Yeah. Unbelievable. That is, for sick kids? That is the most... Unbel- I don't... I don't know whose idea that was, but thank you. Uh, wow. Thank you. Holy. That's absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah, people are awesome. Um, so that was really cool. And I was about to scream some terrible, terrible things about my hockey team. And then I realized a win is a win is a win. Um, Mitch Marner looked like somewhat somber after an amazing pass for the game winning OT winner there. Uh, and Tavares was just like, nope, two points is two points. Ah! And like lost his mind. I thought that was good, but boy howdy, this team has trouble closing out games. We don't need to get into that right now. We're we're asking who wore the crown. So. John Tavares, who scored so. the overtime winner. So my crown is going to go to my my favorite comfy blanket. I have a comfy blanket. I just picked up this comfy blanket. Actually, I picked it up. It's fuzzy, but it's not prickly. It's not prickly. It's right? it's one of those things. But you can put it in the wash and it gets more comfy. You know, sometimes you buy track pants and you're like, I don't want to wash these things. I'm gonna wait till they absolutely reek because if you wash them, then they get all pilled on the inside I'm and sure then they're you not feel comfortable. Like that all the time, Adam. Well, no, I wash my track pants because I'm a sweaty boy. So the problem wait, is, whenever you buy a new pair of pants, your freezer just looks like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have that in here. Mm. <laughs> Jack Campbell, is Jack my, Campbell is my new comfy blanket. Mm. Jack Campbell, even though he's been a 900 since coming here, and he was a 900 in L.A. too. I think we can maybe throw the numbers in the garbage. <laughs> I, uh, he was a, was a 935 or something last night, but it doesn't matter. The point is, nine, even at 900, even at five goals allowed in two games, Jack Campbell <laughs> is an almost... 20%, Six. 30% Six. improvement on, or sorry, 25 point improvement on right. Michael Hutchinson. And like, I think Michael Hutchinson was at like an 870 something. Here's, and here's what <laughs> so Jack even Campbell. At 900, that's, that's an improvement. Let me support your crown. Jack Campbell, here, I want you to tell me if this is easy to do. Is it easy to close out the game when in two third periods over the span of 24 hours, your team gets outshot 31 to 5? That sounds hard. Sounds like it might be hard. You know what he said in his post game comments? What do you say? Too? This is what I love. This, what this do guy you say? Saying. He said um, <laughs> about what about Montreal. He's like, I just have to make one more save, and we get the two points. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not happy about giving that one up uh, and giving them life again and blowing that lead in the third. You know, I just uh, I know my ability, and I'm confident with the team in front of me. And they battled all night. One more save, and we get two points. He's new here. <laughs> He's very new here. It's <laughs> a good dude. But Jack, but I, I, I say this without being facetious. I fucking love having Jack Campbell here. All I want to do feel, is cuddle him. I feel so much. It's, it's shocking. It was like I didn't even worry about who was in net. It was just oh. sort of like you, you watch the games and listen. There was a bunch of other stuff that you could criticize or whatever. Goaltending is not it. And this guy came in, played back-to-back nights, and let in less goals the second night. Was I was... There, like, I was I was speaking of Montreal. It may, maybe it was appropriate that he put on that performance in Montreal. The last time I was in Montreal, Leafs traded James Reimer to the San Jose Sharks. Hmm. I was very sad that day. Heartbroken. Never thought I would ever fall again. Is that when you left your laptop like on the plane or something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Jesse had not. 
Nope. Mm. Jack Campbell makes me feel like I could love again. Oh man, it's such a it's crazy what a weight that was. Mm. Crazy, uh, Jesse. You're now, crown. We already have soup. So what is what is Campbell's nickname? Uh, well, I was saying it's got to be something stupid hockey. So it's got to be uh-huh. like Jacker. Yeah. Or Jackie. Or Campy. Camby. Or they could Camps. honestly just call him Camps. S- Camps is good. Soupy. There you got soup. No. They, no, they could have soup and soupy. <laughs> Lipton's. As the one on the show who lives the most generously, mm. I like to give my crown away to the people. I like the people to tweet me and determine who ah. should get the crown. See, si. mm. see, si, senor. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm so. Uh, usually, like, I usually I feel like Neilander played the best most games. Right. But, like last two games, he didn't even touch the ice. But, uh, but, uh, but I have to listen to the people, mm. and the people are asking for it. Mahesh tweeted. Isolating yourself when you're sick instead of giving, getting everyone at work sick is an A-plus move. Mm. MVP. Leaf fan 1917 tweeted, he was, so, he was sick so Timoshov and Gauthier didn't have to miss a game. That's a team player and a leader. You know? He got them three out of four points. TFCNU tweeted, he set <laughs> a great example for all of us by staying home when he's sick instead of getting infected. Uh, infecting the rest of the office. Really inspiring leadership. They should give him a letter for that. Jared McKenzie, not playing through illness at half speed. Kids taking a serious one for the team. That selflessness is hard to come by. That was the, the less popular son of Bob, by the way. Casual mats. Give him an A for absent. <laughs> Good line. Good line. That was, that was, and he did it casually. D underscore leg 911. I heard he pulled a Conway and gave up his spot for Clifford. Whoa. I'd give him the crown, too. Conway. Damn, that's throwing it back. Sure is. Amelia, waiting for Jesse Blake's crown to go to Nylander for sparing his teammates from exposure to illness. Well, that's exactly where it's going, because the people asked for it. Nylander gets the crown. We're staying home while wow. sick. Wow. Good job, William. Well done, Willie. Well done. Well That's done. who wore the crown for this week. Brought to you, as always, by Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not live generously and treat your Leafs crew to a Crown Royal old-fashioned. Now, before you answer this question, mm. I have a question that I posed on Twitter last night. And I intentionally ratioed myself because I think I had like 300 responses and like 100 likes. But it was because it was a good question. Yes, I ask good questions. I asked. Why not? And we have to assume that the Leafs are talented because that's that's Baseline. off the table. They're talented. Yeah. Are they good? That was my question. <laughs> to be clear, I'm not asking if they will be good. I'm asking if they're good right now. I'm going to give you some responses. Here's what Leafs Nation is saying. Ooh. Aaron says they are good, just young and dumber than pie crust. Fair. Taylor says... They're good, but they're not driven to be great. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Tic Tac Tomar, our buddy. The Something are, about Dragon Ball Z. The Leafs are a good team when they're on. <laughs> I think they struggle with finding balance between attacking but being and being responsible enough to defend a lead. The third period of last night's game was a prime example. They shut themselves down to maintain a lead. Oh, Adam, that's ridiculous to use that example because 99 times out of 100, we, if we replay they the game. <laughs> blow the game three out of four times. Heart of Lad. 
I think there are some real flaws on defense. If you can't trust the guy to play defense for you, they're not a good defenseman. I think the assets they spent on Barry were misplaced. They didn't need another offensive guy with defensive deficiencies. Overall, I think they're a talented team, but there are a lot of players that are playing above their heads. Hall, Barry, Dermott especially. That list is not long enough. No, yeah, you, you could add more. I think you could add most. Drew, the guy you do hat picks with, Drew Livingston. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's Producer not really Drew. him. He's not real. And he made a good point. Elite teams have higher, have higher usually have a higher than a plus 13 goal differential at this point. All right. All with right. the amount of Fuck goals. Off, Colorado Avalanche fan. You shut your face. With the shut amount of goals mouth. they score, they should be higher. They're not good yet. And lastly, and this is from Callie. And Callie, God bless you, Callie, because if I tweet anything, Callie's always the first one to like it. I don't know how she does it, but Callie's on... Doesn't tweet a lot. You sure it's not Kaylee? No, it could be Kaylee. <laughs> C-A-L-I, as in California. So I think it's Callie. Right. But anyway. All right. It's Steve if it's goes. Ka- if, listen, if it's Kaylee, that's a new way to spell. That's a very California way to spell Kaylee. It's it's like actually Maisie. <laughs> she plays like, in the, the Actually, the, the C and the A and the L and the I are silent. Yeah. It's just, that's my name. Oh, uh, did, you, did you say my name? My name's... <laughs> My name's uh, Oh, hello. <laughs> Imagine every time the room is every time the room is quiet. What? <laughs> Stop saying my name. God, it gets root. Oh, exam time. How do you, how do you say the name? It rhymes with pregnant pause. <laughs> pregnant gauze? No, no, as in no, silence. I know, anyway, it's me had... trying to contribute to the bit and failing. Could have added that one joke earlier. You probably. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you see? How it was going well, and then it got fucked up? That's been the last four games! Hold on, we have not heard Callie's opinion yet. Oh, fooey Callie! And I think this oh, is... Oh, lay it on me, Callie. And I asked for this. I said, please provide your proof. Give me your notes. Why do you think what you think? Receipts! And Callie said this. They're on a 109-point pace under keep, despite only having 900 Ooh. goaltending. If they keep that pace the remaining games, they get to 100 points. In that time, they're 14th in expected goals against per 60, 7th in Corsi, and which sorry, expected goals against per 60 is 239. It's a lot. Uh, 7th in Corsi, 53.29, and 3rd in expected goal differential. Yes, they are good. Listen with your facts there. She did bring a lot of facts. Listen. Well, it made uh, me feel better. I woke up and I was like, you know? Yeah. You know? And they did take three or four points. That's why I started today's show with like, listen... Were they pretty? No, but did they get them? Yes. Since How? last show, they have had three or four points. They're How? also in a playoff spot. Are they? Like that's yes. one thing that doesn't bother me. Whoa, they're still, are they actually? They're still sitting in the third wild card. Yeah, Dude, they're the still Panthers... gonna play a fucking Tampa Boston. in the first round. No, Panthers yeah. must have lost last year or last night. Wow. Right? Uh, no, they've won six in a row. What the fuck? Yeah, Tampa's so won how six are the Leafs in a... Tampa's comfortably in that second uh, Atlantic spot. They the Leafs are points fourteen percentage. points behind Boston. Yeah, Ooh-hoo-hoo. it's disgusting. But yeah, they said Tampa. Tampa might catch them though. Woo! And they're yeah, and the Leafs are the a Leafs hot week Boston away again. from Woo! Tampa. Like well, the Leafs are a hot week away from Tampa. Like who knows? The stupid league. Stupid. It's freaking ridiculous. Is stupid. It's stupid. gonna be dope when the Red Wings Guys, make the playoffs. But what do you think about all those opinions? How would you answer that question? Are the Leafs good? I know they're going to be good. I know mm-hmm. that they're full of talent. Are the Leafs good? Mm-hmm. Jesse Blake. I think if this season was entirely played under Sheldon Keefe. 
we would be this narrative would be completely different. They would be in the exact same spot in the standings, except yep. a little bit further ahead of Florida. Yeah, it would be like seventy-two points, right? Instead of sixty-six. Sixty-six looks uh, not that good right now, but they've clearly proven to be a great team that can score at any will, and if they can just get some damn defense, or Frederick too. Anderson just stands on his head a get, couple more get times, get some damn goaltender, like, or Jack Campbell, get some damn or Jack Campbell. But the style of hockey they play is one that where they have to get the crazy saver now and again. Mm-hmm. Brian Burke was arping on that on TV. He was saying they play this game where they have to get the magical save at least once a game. Yes. So if they're going to play like that, then they better play like that and get the save. And if that's how they're going to play it, then that's fine. They're a good team. It was so cruel. They're playoff team. Like Campbell made such an amazing save and it got whacked out of the air. The rebound was whacked out of the air for the Ducks' third goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do? Like, and the Deloria goal was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, that was second a, goal of like the a year. Even um, oh. the, o, the Montreal OT winner, the, the rebound to Kovalchuk. It was just a great, great uh, rebound. You know? mm. Well, that should have never been in the leave zone. Right. Ever. No, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We're yeah. not there yet. Don't okay. you go there yet. Don't you go there yet. One thing I noticed with Jack Campbell, too, and I meant to bring this up in the crowd segment, is his rebound control is pretty amazing. Now, he overplayed the puck once with Anaheim, and I get that, whatever. But his... If you watch the way he kicks rebounds out, they go right to defenseman each time. Mm-hmm. It's yes. really cool. Typically. Typically. Yeah. And he comes out and plays it a lot. He's very he's a very active goalie. I love it. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Active without being jumpy. Yes. Yeah, you know? he seems to have it together, which is cool. Um, and listen, there's a lot being made of his first-round pedigree or whatever. The guy's 28, and it's, he's made 60 starts in the NHL. Like, let's relax on that. Over. But That's this over. guy... This guy seems like he's got it together, and I'm excited about that part of it. Yeah. I don't care when he was drafted. He's what I care about is that he's stopping pucks. I think 10 years after you're drafted, you stop talking about when the you first were drafted. Pedigree. Come yes. on. Let's, yeah. who cares? I think, I think <laughs> and I hate to say this, certain people are lazy. Mm. <laughs> you get behind a microphone, and sometimes it's like, whatever I say here. <laughs> oh, oh, that's where you're going. So oh, we... oh, it becomes the truth. Oh, I know about that. Who are you making fun of? I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> let me just... Let me just ask you. Let me ask you the same question, Steve. Are the Leafs sure. talented? Yes. Are they good? No. Why are they not good? Listen. All right. Yeah. There it is. Like, you ready for the boldest statement of the year? Mm. Callie provided you proof. And Kaylee, Steve, Callie, <laughs> if the Leafs aren't good, then what is Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> good follow. Good follow up question. Good follow up. Oh, question. listen. There are degrees of bad. <laughs> Steve, do you want to eat a bell pepper? Ugh, no, that's bad. Okay, well, it's that or this piece of dog shit. <laughs> bell pepper it is. Say shit one more time. Shit. Shit. Smart <laughs> explicit. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. I had a parent come up to me at a book signing once and say, "You're such a the pod. I love you on the podcast. You're such a great role model for my kid." <laughs> and she was serious. Somebody did. And message I said, me, "Are you sure?" Somebody did message me and say, "Hey, listen. You know, like my kids listen and they're swearing on the show." And I get that. I understand that. But <laughs> but we've always kind of done it this way, and it's supposed to be. Th- Three guys talking about it as if you talk, like, I mean, it's us talking among friends, and that occasionally includes some swearing. Speaking of things that we get yelled at by parents for saying on the show, it is worth mentioning, everybody uh, listening, that even though it's February, he does still see you when you're sleeping and know when you're awake. He knows when, you're, when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. You know? 
Can, can the, we get back to the, the jolly man with the red what with the, the red why, 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 why the Santa thing? Where are you going this? here? You don't remember that? Oh, I, I'm just reminding kids to behave. Oh, right, because he's out there. So you're elf on the shelf good. in February. Yes. Okay. It was real good. <laughs> it's great. I love the direction. I want to know why you think the Leafs aren't good. Yeah. Good teams don't do what they just did. And listen, there's lots. There's lots out there. Um, Ian Ian Tullock was on the radio. The other day I was listening to him after the game, after hockey where I almost broke my neck. We could talk about that. By the way, too. I hope I hope um, Ian gets paid for all the fucking airtime oh, yeah. he fills. I can assure you he does not. Man, like, the, holy <laughs> smoke. Yeah. Ian uh, is a show. He's a walking show with the amount of appearances he does. Ian, one question followed by 20 minutes of whatever he wants. He's the only guest we've ever had that came prepped with a laptop. It's great. It was amazing. That's what Ian does. Um, and Oh, sorry. And the point he made... Is the Leafs are actually roughly, I think it was middle of the pack in terms of holding a lead uh, versus blowing it. And two other teams, middle of the pack, are supposedly these defensive stalwarts. Mm. Boston is one, and St. Louis is another. No team is perfect. Mm -hmm. Teams are going to fuck up. Mm -hmm. Um, I just look at the... listen. I'm trying to hold the Leafs to a higher standard. And my unfair, allegedly, standard is the Pittsburgh Penguins. And everything they've done this year. And, you know, we were talking about the 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 uh, Jack Adams being the how are you good, you don't deserve to be good, so you yeah, get the Jack the Adams year. award. It shouldn't be John Tortorella. He should be nominated for sure. It's Dude, it's Mike Sullivan. They were the number one team in the mm. NHL without Sidney Crosby. Are you freaking kidding? And Malkin for like a little bit. Malkin for a little bit. God knows who's been playing hurt. Jake Gensel is still out for the season as uh, far as I know. I think there's a better comparable for what the Leafs should aspire to be than even than even the Pittsburgh Penguins. Who's that? Because the Pittsburgh Penguins still have Crosby and Malkin, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, they were on alternating they can, they days weather, because of their health. They can weather the storm. But the Winnipeg Jets, to me, loaded up front with talent. Mm-hmm. No defense. No defense. Every goalie. reason in the world to go, well, and like and Dustin Bufflin, and I don't all know. All year without Bufflin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 with his cap still on the on the yeah. on the thing, right? It's as if it's like if Riley missed from October onward, which some people would argue and, he has. And his cap was on the was on the yeah. thing, so they couldn't do anything. Yeah. About and it. they're fighting for a similar spot right now in the West. They have sixty one points. The West is a little weaker this year in terms mm-hmm. of points. So they're in a wild card spot right now, and that's a team with far less talent on the back end. They would die for a Tyson Berry. This is a team that claimed Nick Shore because they needed to claim Nick Shore from the <laughs> Leafs. Right. And you saw how bad Nick Shore played. He was okay for the Leafs. He was, he was fine. Okay. He was fine. It's just he. Spezza was. It was way him better. or Spezza. And Spezza. And it been... started to get pretty ridiculous. <laughs> totally. But Mike Babcock said no. No. Me. No. This is. This is the thing. The Leafs are a good team. The Leafs are a deeply flawed team. Steve disagrees. Those are two different things. Okay, well, <laughs> you're a good person, Steve. Yes. You're a deeply flawed person. <laughs> what is my deep flaw? Well, you've never showed up on time for anything. Is that a deep flaw? No, it's not a deep flaw. I don't know. I was just so trying that's to. A flaw. <laughs> the Leafs are. You're not. A, you're not. A, no, I was trying it's to like find. I can't really. Steve find. can't enter a room without kicking a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep flaw. I, I don't. None I don't, of this is going Does Steve over have well. any deep flaws? I don't think no, so. No, Steve's fine. No, you're great, man. I don't yeah. know. I couldn't come up so, with anything. <laughs> 
I really because you're making shit yeah. up to move the goalposts for this team that choked against the Panthers again. They didn't even have the opportunity to choke against the Panthers the fir- the second right. most recent yeah. time that they played against them. They choked against the Ducks. They choked against the Montreal Canadiens. And I'm supposed to give them a freaking cookie? Stop! And let's stop pretending like, uh, uh, you know, people, I saw like, oh, well, the amount of times they enter the third period and no, no, you're, that's still moving the goalposts. Let's stop talking about the third period like it's not 20 minutes long. The, like, the, uh, the, the least record when going into the third period is blah, 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 blah. First of all, it's really good. Second of all, it frigging should be your leading heading into the third period. But a game like the Anaheim Ducks game uh, wouldn't fall under that. Or a game like the... No, no. Or was it the Ducks game or the Panthers game? There was one where they headed into the third period with a 3-1 lead. Mm -hmm. And there was one where they scored only a couple minutes in to take the 3-1 lead. In both situations, they duffed it. They choked on it. And... They had a 3-0 lead on Carolina. Choked on that. Somehow turned that into a comeback victory. Like, isn't it messed up that the feel-good story game of the season was a game where they blew a 3-0 lead? They had a 4-1 lead on Montreal earlier in the season. Blew that too. Oh, well, that was Hutch. Oh, okay. Like, let's just keep putting... You're going to run out of asterisks, guys. What do you make of their record, then, under Keefe? I love the record under Keefe, but we're running out of runway here. We're running out of runway. They they weren't doing this when Keefe first got here, right? They mm-hmm. were finding ways to close out games, not necessarily having to rely on completely ridiculous goaltending. They were getting you have your best defenseman out too, and you've had right. other injuries all season long. Marner's been One out, Tavares has been out. He Riley has played like five healthy games for the Leafs this year. You know? Give me something. Give me something. I will say this, and I think things are about to change. Um, Lilligren and Sandine barely played in the third period against Montreal. That's going to change. Because if the Leafs choke on that with this rookie pair out there, all of a sudden Sheldon Keefe's the one making these wacky decisions. I liked those two together, by the way. They both played good games last night. Yes, correct. They should have been used more in the third. Yes. But you need to let the guys ahead of them fail. So you can... Yes, because yeah. it's too much to be like, wow, Lilligren actually looks good. Here, let's friggin' throw him into the into this pressure cooker in his third NHL game. In Montreal. With right. a defense partner who is also a rookie and younger and yes. a teenager. Yep. Um, and is, you know, those two haven't combined for 20 games. So I think they're going to unleash those guys a little bit more. But, dude, like, we're talking about immaturity. Tyson Berry's their second oldest defenseman. The, well, guy, hold on. the guy plays like he's still in junior. Hold off on Tyson Berry for a second. Why? James, because it's not in the order of the show, and I'm trying to I'm trying Fine. to order this out. Okay. We're still trying to figure out why they're terrible in your eyes. Good. I didn't say terrible. Deeply flawed. I said deeply flawed. Uh huh. Steve, you're not deeply flawed. I hope I didn't insult you there. No, just... it's fine. I would call myself deeply flawed. You're not flawed. Deep flawed. Flawed. Wee wabbit. <laughs> um, I just. <laughs> yeah, my tongue doesn't work. There's a flaw. It doesn't work. Doesn't say words. Why would you properly all the time? It's the Adam, what is they it? cannot close. If this were an office, the Leafs could not have the coffee. I'm just gonna ask coffee you. Coffee is to... for closers only. What movie is that? Uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. That's the one. I've never seen that. Alec Baldwin 
There's a 13... Eight. You mean, or an eight minute you mean scene. Donald Trump? Yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly. <laughs> There's an eight-minute scene in there, and he's only in it for those eight minutes, uh-huh. and he won, or he was nominated for he, Best Supporting Actor, and I think he might have won. I've heard of that. Uh, yeah. It is so good. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. Uh, but yeah, he just, won the Oscar for that one speech. I think he did, because yeah, it was so yeah. good. Uh, and I just feel like the Leafs are always the ones sitting at the desk, and the Penguins and the Bruins are walking around going, you see this watch? It costs as much as your car. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. Is that what he says? Yeah. I got to watch this. Because yeah. the guy's like, yeah, because he like <laughs> he was basically just putting these guys in their place. It's amazing. It's an it's, amazing scene. It's something. Well, here's it what is, I want to read to you. It is dated, but it is something. Here's here's what might be part of the problem. Mm. After a tough week, this is from James Myrtle of The Athletic. Maybe you've heard of him. The Leafs have now lost eight of their past 13 games. Elite. Goaltending <laughs> was a what? massive. Hold on. Let me finish. Goaltending was a massive factor. Anderson. Was an 884 in that stretch. Ooh. Michael Hutchinson, 857. Tell me again. Mala, tell oh, me again oh, how Michael Hutchinson didn't deserve what he got. Also, tell me again. I've seen, tell me again. I've seen the narrative of people like feeling bad for Michael Hutchinson. I was like, no, he got his shot. Like he was the back of goaltender. I mean, I feel bad that it didn't work out. It sucks that but it didn't work out. You feel bad as a person, anybody yeah, who doesn't achieve what they want to achieve. Totally. Sure. Like I'm sure he dreamed of being a starter and getting a shutout in every single game, but that didn't happen. You feel bad that things don't happen, but I don't feel bad for the fact that now we've got a better backup goaltender. Stop it or don't. Right now we're we have got Campbell, and it's clearly an upgrade, and I'm good. At, I feel good about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. That narrative is ridiculous. But, but the whole idea that, like, oh, no, guys, it's the defense with Hutchinson, sorry. No. I've been, 8.57, man. I've been professionally taken out of situations when I couldn't hack it, and it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, like, sort of, like... Glad I was, because it's called setting someone up to fail. That happened and that's to me what they at CBC doing. during the Sochi Olympics. They had me basically doing nothing. Like, I was just, like, adding, like, uh, a couple little graphics once an hour. Or whatever, while uh, my other coworkers were uploading everything to the website. I sucked at the metadata. I couldn't do it. I sucked. And they took me out of that situation and embarrassed me a little because I, I sucked. What were they to do? They had two weeks to pull this off. It's the Olympics. Take out the weakest link and shove them somewhere else. There you go. But if did. your task was to make YouTube videos after every Leafs game, you probably could have done it. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't <laughs> my thing. Right. Like, okay. I've never understood why this is just an aside, and we'll get back into the mm-hmm. hockey thing in a second here. Why did anybody hire you and not have you do that? <laughs> like, it's so stupid to me. They're like, you know what, Steve? I see that you have this YouTube channel, but how about cutting highlights? Like, <laughs> right. like why? No, like, no, just, that, just, just, no, cutting highlights got me in the door, which then led to YouTube videos. Which is great. And then there was the lockout, and then some things changed, and then I wasn't doing YouTube videos anymore. Weird. That I offered to do for free. I was very mad. Yep. And anyway. then, and then you're gonna set out a prep sheet with just a bunch of scores of it. Yeah, that got me in the door though. And you're gonna be, and you're gonna be Sofia Jerkovic, by the way, who stu- who now works for the Boston Bruins. Nesson. Now Nesson, excuse oh, me. No, yeah, I... she's on like on the road with them all the time. It's that's awesome. awesome. That's a you're good gonna gig. be a producer. Like you would have been good on the air too. Like I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, that. but there's only it's, it's just like goalies. There's only so many jobs. Oh yeah, I'm not saying, and I wasn't suggesting, but like. Soph doesn't belong. <laughs> no. Screw you, Soph. No, no. I got to learn. I got to learn from her. You know why I call everybody the nicest person in the world? Sophia literally is. Oh, very <laughs> like, much so. Actually is. Very much. No, I got to learn from her. Um, no, here. Let, let me throw this out there, and and we'll see where the blame should maybe lie. Okay? I think, uh, I, I, think I just nailed it. 
Uh, Anderson and Hutchinson? I think the, what Myrtle wrote is what is Hold the problem. On, well, let, let me let me throw out another idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me throw out another idea. Mm. Uh, it's February. The Leafs are... Do not launch into Tyson Berry right now. Nope. Okay. It's February. The Leafs are struggling. Hmm. Uh, they're not winning a ton of hockey games. Their goaltending is struggling. They're struggling to close out hockey games. They have a couple defensive injuries, and they clearly do not have the depth to cope. Am I talking about this season or last? Or the season before. Or the season before. But, like, no, th- like this is startlingly similar to last year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Where they're like, here you go, Jake Muzzin, and they just throw him in because Dermot and Gardner got hurt, and the Leafs sank like a rock. Without they Gardner. Could, and the games they did win were 7-5, and Muzzin had to score two goals in those two. I said it. Did I not say it before they went out and got Jack Campbell, who I like? I like that deal. I like Campbell. I like Clifford. Yep. The Leafs' top priority, more than backup goalie, more than toughness, needs to be defense because they don't have it. They don't have it. They don't have a Stanley Cup caliber defense. I'm not convinced they have a Eastern Conference semifinal caliber second round de- defense. Yep, uh, maybe even quarter. They, it's it's the number one need on this hockey team. Again, they need to do something. So Kyle Dubas, along those lines, says that essentially um, Morgan Riley's got a doctor's appointment this coming week. Uh-huh. And that when, once that's kind of figured out, then they can make their move. Now, the options available to him are, are limited. He does have $6.5 million, but because the Leafs have used up all their LTIR... And picks. Uh, and picks. Uh-huh. No, no, well, not even that. It's, it's, it's the, if Riley comes back, they can't bring $6 million in. However, if they, uh, if they do the what, was the... what was the rule? It was the... Hang on. It's the Stan Bowman rule from 2015. Where what they if, you know, if you don't get your faxes in on time, you get fired? No, or, no, no. What, what's no, what's no. the rule? <laughs> if you hold your guy out to the first round, it doesn't matter. So yes. imagine you go get the defense you want. It's the Patrick Kane rule. Yeah, you if, go get if the... Riley doesn't play another regular season game, there's a whole bunch of more cap space. Because here's the thing. I was watching uh, the Tim and Sid interview with Kyle Dubas last yeah. week after the trade was made. It was really interesting because he said, they, they asked him about Morgan Riley and Cody Cece. And he said, yeah, that kind of throws our thing a little bit because you they were going to move Cody Cece, but now he might be injured. So now he... No, he is injured. He's he, up no, for that's a what month. I mean. Yeah, he's up for yeah. over a month, so they can't trade him. My prediction is he never plays another game in the Leaf uniform. I don't think he does. No, I think it's over. I think it's done too. More than Riley, go, but... I think I think they're a lot more serious about getting a defenseman than they're letting on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Kyle Dubas can't say, "Yeah, we'd really like a defenseman." Boy, I sure wish we had a right-handed shot defenseman. Everybody knows that, right? Everybody knows that. But what I find very, very interesting about this is we've heard. We've heard nothing about this really happening. There have been a few things. Myrtle talked about it. Luke Fox talked about it. D- what Dylan DeMello is the only name I've seriously heard mentioned. Uh, Matt Dumba's name keeps coming up. Even Elliot Freeman brought up Matt Dumba's oh, name. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if Morgan Riley doesn't play for the rest of the season, there's your cap space for Matt Dumba. Yeah, and I mean, let's hold out Matthews too and Tavares. <laughs> no, but, but, but <laughs> in all so, seriousness. No, no, we need the space. 
<laughs> Come on. No, we Steve. need to. We need. What are, the space. What are you taking a shot at right now? If he's injured, there's no. You're not holding him out. Plus, he he's needs been injured all season. It could right. Be, this you could have be fresh Morgan Riley right, in the first round. Go. No, but we're talking about holding him out like a month longer than is projected. No, 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 Steve. We're talking about two weeks. We're we're talking about oh, he's he's legitimately hurt, and we're just giving him like three extra games to sit out because we'll have Matt Dumba. When do the when does oh, the playoff okay. start? I thought you were talking uh, about first week oh. of April. First week of April. Okay. So, Morgan Riley's been out for three weeks. He's got minimum five more to go. Minimum. So we're That's minimum. Oh, my God. So, Morgan Riley is going to be out right up until the playoffs anyway. Why don't you just, just say, you know what, Morgan? And, and James Myrtle speculated on this, I believe. I, but I, I don't think he speculates without knowing. He said he thought it, incur- it probably will mean multiple surgeries. There was multiple things wrong with Morgan Riley's body. And he mm-hmm. said multiple rehab, too. Little things here and there that you can rehab before the playoffs. But I don't think Morgan Riley's going to play another regular season game. Can and... I start to question the preparation that was put into this hockey season? What do you mean? Morgan Riley, that injury better be fresh that you're talking about, the multiple surgeries. Oh, no, I think there were other things. Mm-hmm. I think things have been lingering with him for a while, and he thought he could play through them. Strike one. Didn't have a bad strike you, two. You know that's how hockey works. Yeah. You know there are guys playing all the time with injuries. And there are people in the organization whose job is to say, fuck you, sit. You can't. And sometimes you can't. You cannot You cannot tell a human being that they have to have surgery. Right. Also, if you talk to physiotherapists, most of them lineup. will tell you. We won't most, play you. Most of them will you. tell you. We'll strip Steve, you of that your that's, We're not, not playing you. This is, the, this, is the firing, this is the firing Babcock discussion again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can bench whoever you want. You would file a grievance <laughs> with the NHLPA. Right. And and physiotherapists be a lot of often will on. tell you that people are over-surgeried. Mm-hmm. They're using it too much now because like, it's so easy. McDavid got the rehab yeah, and that obviously But long-term, worked. usually rehab's better for you. It just takes a lot longer. But in Morgan Riley's case, he probably tried to play through it, probably just didn't work out for him. So he's got to clean up a few things before the playoffs. I don't mind a, a, a completely fresh and healthy Morgan Riley. My question is what takes us from here to there? And I truly believe that not only was Cody Cece out the door and probably won't play for the Leafs again, I think Tyson Berry's going to move. And if you see on what we saw last night, and I, I just quickly want to mention one thing while we're off the goaltending. I know we're off the goaltending thing, but I really wanted to say this. Oh, oh. Kovalchuk talked about Jack Campbell because they played together in L.A., and he said he was unbelievable, great pickup by the Leafs, one of the hardest working guys I've ever seen, and a great competitor. Oh, They apparently used I to promise. hang out after practice and practice on each other. No way. Oh, cool? damn it. And Kovalchuk with another ice-cold overtime winner yeah. um, for his son this time. His son, it was his birthday, and he said, Dad, can you score a goal for me? And he did. So, damn. How do you not love Ilya Kovalchuk now? How did, Unless you're um, a Kings fan. If you're a Kings fan. <laughs> right. He's had the quickest turnaround of a guy who's having a terrible season into, like, a hero. It's It's been, like, two weeks, and all of a sudden he's a completely different guy. Yeah, I think uh, my theory's right. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I think Tyson Berry's going to move. And let me let me ask you that. What? What do you have? Uh, stat on Tyson Berry from Dom Decision. I think Berry is a valuable player, but he should probably be stapled to the bench for three on three OT. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what? Why though? Stats nerd. <laughs> Why? He's he's such a talented. Oh, last five years he's been outscored twelve to five mm-hmm. in overtime and has the league's worst expected goals at twenty. Eight Whatever stats, nerd. Out of people with a minimum of fifty minutes. Wow, I'm surprised he got to fifty minutes played. Wow. Um, if you're gonna allow the other team to score twelve out of yeah, seventeen, the Leafs times. did only get one shot in the third period, and then they finally got another one twenty minutes later in third minute of overtime, yeah. which directly led 
to the next goal, which was Ilya Kovalchuk on a bad Tyson Berry pinch. Now, that brings me to my second question that I posted last night on my Twitter account, and this is some of your answers. I asked, mm. and I want you guys to answer this too. Describe to me in one sentence how it feels when the announcer says, Barry receives the pass, winds up, slap shot. Just, you know what? It's not uh, December anymore, so no joy, really. Oh, that's not true. He scored a goal recently, so he's up to four. Pamela okay. tweeted me and said, Tyson, please let me love you. Like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's another guy. The Leafs are just full of guys who I've gone to bat for who I regret going David, to bat for. I'll enjoy this more next year when he signs an affordable contract with the Avs and wins the cup. <laughs> or when he gets traded there at the deadline and wins a cup. Because he's playing on the third pair or something because he's a liability. And Kevin, I agree with. I'm starting to think Barry, the Barry experience is coming to a close soon. And uh, I'll, let me throw this out Yo, there. Yo, I stood up for Tyson Barry last episode. He is getting the points. Let me throw this out there for a human being who I think is a wonderful guy. Sure seems like a wonderful guy. And every time I watch him play, I go, damn, that guy can do stuff that other people can't do. Tyson Berry is, he's, it's like he's gone to the bank and broken into only his vault and just lit the contents on fire. Like that, that guy's decision making is stunning. And those two as a pair is, it's like uh, two Charlie Days. Who, just what's wild the pair? card, bitches. What's the pair? Dermot Barry. It's is, wild. That's why I, I suggested try it. I and did. Muzzin Hall is the shutdown pairing, and at the moment, it legitimately is. Um, Sandine Lilligren is conservative partial send. Barry Dermot is full send. You have absolutely no idea what they're going to do anytime they hit the ice. And I'll, I'll say this: Dermot doesn't look like he has a clue what Barry's about to do at any given moment on the ice. If one of them has the puck, it's calamity. <laughs> If one of them has the puck in their own zone with no pressure, even, they don't know what's going on. They have no idea what the other is about to do. It's the worst chemistry I think I've seen in a Leafs deep air in a long time. For the talent that they have, that pairing should be sick. You know who would be They better? don't know what they're mm. doing. I almost feel like Martin Marincin would be great because he'd be like, here, Tyson, just take the puck. Right. <laughs> like now, but what do you make of the argument that no roster is perfect, that every team has flaws, Absolutely. and that Leafs fans have kind of just... Uh, shifted the narrative from Jake Gardner over to Tyson Berry. Yeah, except there was a section of Leafs Twitter that looked at Jake Gardner. They watched him every game. They looked at the numbers. And I just look at the Tyson Berry experience. It's the same. It's the exact same, except he's right-handed. But mm -hmm. he's getting no benefit of the doubt. So were we too easy on Gardner? Or, were, sorry, were certain fans too easy on Gardner? Other fans were fucking awful to him. Yeah. Um, and are we just the opposite for Barry? He does the same shit, guys. He does the exact same shit. But Here's, then is that just something that's always going to be the case with a hockey team? Because you're not going to have a perfect roster of guys I'm, who can always make the correct decision. Every team has flaws. You're right. It just seems like the Leafs are worse than others and it may cost them a playoff spot. I think the the reason that it's frustrating is is the context, right? Yes, every team is flawed, mm -hmm. but not every team is supposed to be elite because the Leafs have too much elite talent to play like this. And that's the problem is is that you've got so much elite talent up front 
and there are solvable issues in the back end. You got you guys can talk to me about the forwards or whatever. Matthews is playing full two hundred foot defense. Like he's been, he's, he's playing been the great. best hockey of his life. T- Tavares has been superstar. great. Um, Spets has been great. Angval stepped in and been what has he had fourteen points in his first thirty games. They he's, got a and and he's playing, he's playing center, but he's doing okay. Um, he's not been bad. No, uh, but, I like him more on the wing. Though. But I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, so their centers are playing fine. Which really, when we talk about forwards on defense, it's the centermen. Wingers yeah. are supposed to stay somewhat high, and if the wingers too far back, then it totally screws you with your breakout plan. So it's really about the centers. The centers are doing their job. Let's just call it what it is. The defense still isn't good enough. Now I want to read something. They're playing nervous. That they, Ian Tulloch wrote. They for, can't complete a pass either. I, I want to read something that Ian <laughs> sure. Tulloch wrote for the Athletic. Tyson Berry. I genuinely feel bad for this guy. He's clearly a skilled hockey player when he gets the puck on a stick. Heck, watch his highlights in Colorado. This guy has an elite offensive toolkit. Despite all those strengths, I still still find myself asking whether the pros outweigh the cons. Lately, he's been firing a lot of point, point shots into shin pads or loose bodies or 10 feet wide of the net. He's quickly become this city's Jake Gardner in that most hockey dads are yelling at their TVs while watching him. With Gardner, though, I always argued that the evidence proved that the pros did outweigh the cons when you looked at the shots, scoring chances, and goals and stuff when he was on the ice. I'm hearing the same arguments with Barry this year, but for the first time, I find myself doubting the numbers. There's analytics. There's an analytics conference in Columbus, Ohio this weekend that's probably going to ups, be upset at me for saying this, uh, but I think the numbers about Barry are wrong. Yeah, man. They- As in, the numbers might show... But mm. this is not a good fit. And I still think, and I, I stand by what I said last episode, I think he has been good for what Tyson Berry does. But what we've seen in the last couple of games, it, it sort of highlights it. It just takes a thing. This is not a good fit. No. And that's why I think he moves. And I don't think, I think the reason he moves, we haven't heard about him moving. Mm. Interesting. So at least, name one trade rumor you heard ever with Trevor Moore's name in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know Trevor Moore is a, a fringe player. and the He would have been... I mean, he was a fringe, quote-unquote, fringe player. He would have played for the Leafs all season I had he been healthy. I never heard Grundstrom no. was on the block. I never heard Jersey. Jersey made no sense. He's right, right-handed right D. The only one we heard about was Kadri because he had been suspended in obnoxious ways two times <laughs> in a row and, against the same team and, and arguably both times cost the Leafs the series. And then a trade happened and it didn't go through because he turned it down. Yeah. So obviously that's going to get out if there's a trade that tried to go through. But and, you, right? you don't hear about these guys, and they're putting Lilligren and Sandin together, which means... They've got the Muzzin Hall thing. They've got the Lilligren Sandine thing. I mean, come on. Isn't it obvious when Riley comes back? Isn't it obvious? I mean, Barry Riley, even Barry Riley took forever to work. And then it finally got going, kind of. And they had like four or five pretty good games. And then Riley got hurt. Um, nah. Nah, man. I just, I'm not. There's no way to make this defense fine to me without making a move and like i'm talking about flawed and fine so you think barry's out the door i don't know if it's barry i think like, barry it, but it does have yeah. to be someone he's gonna be part of it you should not take trading travis dermott off the table interesting Ooh. that guy has got value he's young if if the right deal comes along that makes sense like you get a more veteran guy but they have term because God forbid you lose Travis Thurman and then he turns into this friggin' stud. Because he could. Because he could. He yeah. absolutely could. Which might make more sense to keep him. Or maybe you go, well, you've, you're have you you're a week or two away from getting passed by Sandine anyway. 
Like, if if we're going to do this, let's do this. You know, like, is the Leafs defense one move away from, I don't know. I don't, what if you traded that the whole pair? What What is it? What's the move? What's the, it's what I said a few months ago. What's next? What's next? Keep it going. Um, because Clifford, good, made sense. Campbell, good, made sense. Your biggest flaw is still this. Also, Dubas has been great at just asset management, and if he doesn't plan on re-signing Barry, why keep him? Because he's a UFA, he's going to go. Why have that on the on the team if you're not going to have it next year? I, I think, I well, here's what I'm hoping happens anyway, because Dubas did get a little snippy w- about this uh, w- within the past week. I am hoping within the next two weeks they extend Jake Muzzin. And then what did he get snippy about? Opens the floodgate. Them it, it, was, it. it wasn't snippy. He just goes. Uh, someone asked him about the extension. He goes, "I think I've had enough contract talk in this room to last a lifetime." Yeah. Oh, I think he was just kidding about which, the, which is uh, funny. The Morgan or sorry, the uh, Marner, the Marner Matthews, Nylander. Nylander. Yeah. No, no, that's that is what he was talking about. Oh, okay. But the fact that he was like, "Wants uh, wants to keep it." Yeah, I'm hoping they're closing in on something, and then he can go to work. Because it's difficult to make a trade uh, that looks far enough down the road if you have no idea what Muzzin's going to be making or for how long. Right. Well, I also think they're looking at Lilligren and Sanding as next year's bottom pair and Maybe. hopefully move themselves up. But um, I think they want to keep those two together. And then you've got Hall, who's signed for $2 bucks. If you get Muzzin signed for, even if it's for six. Um, six for the right amount of years makes sense. Like for three years, four years? I think any more than that, you're asking for trouble. But I, that would be the deal that I like. I feel like Muzzin probably wants five years. The Leafs probably want three, so they probably meet in the middle. And then his, he probably wants eight, and they probably want whatever. Doesn't Something matter. Like the, the long story short is CC's contract comes off the books, and Muzzin's deal, which is already four and a half, isn't it? Uh, something like that. So you have to look at it like it's only a million and a half dollar raise, so it's not a huge deal. If you can get him for that, I hope they re-sign him. Any longer than four years, though, and I think you're asking for trouble. Now, the Leafs also, uh, Luke Fox said this morning that the Leafs, Leafs may take a, uh, a run at re-signing Kyle Clifford. I know he's only been here a couple of games. Which turns the third into a second. To the him, yeah. They said because Clifford is that rare player who can be depended on for a solid bottom six shift and enhances the leadership and maturity of a young room and delivers elusive sandpaper, why not? Why Dubas, not? Dubas said those guys are not in abundance anymore. Other teams that have players like him, uh, they have some toughness and competitiveness, but they also play well. The price is very, very high. And he's right about that. Kyle Clifford is a useful bottom-end guy. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what does it cost to keep Kyle Clifford. Well, And, yeah, I don't think there was ever a point where Clifford was bad. And the reason we talked about him like, oh, Kyle Clifford, is because they gave him half a decade. Yeah, the five-year deal. You don't mm-hmm. give a fourth-line player half a decade. Right, um, but and Dean the, Lombardi did goofy things. So yeah, well, and like Matt Martin. Hey, do you want Matt Martin on this team full of rookies? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, okay. How about four times two point five? What? Yeah, that was crazy. If the Leafs give uh, Clifford much more than he's currently making in term, I'm really not sure what we're doing here because this team is they're priding themselves on finding those bargain bin guys because they have three guys making $11 million. Yes. Yep. Yep. I don't know. 
I, I want Kyle Dubas to get my hockey team, it was mine long before it was his, uh, into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Don't you all feel the same? Like, come on. Come on. We've known the problem for a long time now. Do the thing. Get him in. He's tried, though. Try He's tried harder. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Barry try was a try. Yeah, good. I Muzzin, still Muzzin was a try. I still defend Barry drives me nuts. They'd be fucked without him. Yeah, but Muzzin as well. You know, he's, it's not like he hasn't gone out and gotten a defenseman. Keep going. Muzzin was Gardner's replacement. And Dubas got screwed by Gardner getting hurt. He couldn't have predicted that. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry for that. That was a year ago. Um, what's next? What do you want to give up, though? next? That's the other thing. I already laid out the groundwork. Barry's available. Dermott's available. If you're not too worried uh, about the back end, Robertson, go fuck yourself. <laughs> he is the lone untouchable, I would I say. Wouldn't, I wouldn't trade Dermott. I'd have to trade from the forwards. Yeah. I'd strongly consider it. No, no, and of course, I, my preference is to give up one of Janssen or Kapanen. I don't want to go. Kerfoot, but I don't want to go into the playoffs with Sandin and Lilligren right now as as your no. as your bottom pair. You got to have Dermot. Dermot's played fourteen playoff games. He's a great player. Yes, he's lighting money on fire, which is great for a team that's going to be cap strapped anyway. Um, I'm not sure the Leafs can make a move that would be that would convince me they're going to have playoff success right now. Which brings us back to the: Are they good? Also, Justin Hall is signed for two million dollars forever. So he better prove to be a hockey player as well. He he has this year. He's yeah. been he's been worth it this year. I think he's been worth it. Two million bucks, bargain, great. Like, but like the you... problem is, is that if we had, if we had three Justin Halls back there, this team would look completely different. Because you have, like, if you had three of that, like, imagine this is a hut team and you have Justin Hall three times. And now is it a special Justin Hall where you get the no Justin special Hall Justin Hall like the, hot yeah where no. you see some guy with a junior guy you're like oh this guy's team sucks but it's a special card and you don't know <laughs> right yeah, and you get screwed no this isn't special it's Justin not Hall. So, this is okay. a normal Justin Hall mm. card it's, it's some you have who plays three for Saginaw, but he's an eighty six no no just Justin Hall actually Justin Hall just mm. just him if you have him three times and Morgan Riley's healthy I don't think we're even talking. About the Leafs defense in the same way. I just don't think it happens. There's, you've got how you've many got, ifs was that? But I mean, like, you don't get your perfect. Scenario. But the thing is, is that like you're, we're talking about this massive move that the Leafs need to make. I don't really think that it has to be a massive name. It doesn't have to be. I mean, people. It's gonna be a Mazda six. Yeah. That's it. I don't gotta see the thing in Formula One. I'd like it to have a remote starter and seat warmers. That's it. Zoom, zoom, baby. Zoom, fucking zoom. That's all we need. That kid's probably making so much money right now. He's probably an adult right now, just so rich. So, so. Probably. If they got, like, residuals off the commercial. What about the, Ooh. I'm a big kid now? What about that kid? Oh, that kid's better be rich, too. That kid's rich. It's yeah. like the toy review kid, that kid. You want to know who's making some money? PewDiePie. Who? PewDiePie. <laughs> you know what? You want to know who's making some money? <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Do you know why? Yeah, wrote that. That's been for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So did Every he compose convert. it? I'm pretty sure Ooh. he was a part of that. So that's five notes. He's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Damn, He's five notes it. and how many zeros? Hey. So many. Hey. Um, listen, man. Uh, I don't know. I'm disheartened by the team because it's and it's not even they can't hold a lead. Like, okay, you give up 16 shots in the third period. I am sad and I am both sad and mad at you. One. 
One shot? Are you okay? Yeah. That, Do we gotta that, talk? What's about that? What is that about? And I mean, like, listen. Are you sick? No disrespect to Montreal's defense, but it's not that good. <laughs> it's like awful, it's not that actually. good. <laughs> you got one shot in a period against a Weberless Habs defense. Are are there injuries? What all of you? Jordan? Jordans? <laughs> one shot against the Habs and you yeah. suck. That's awful. I, I'm just not convinced they're one move away, unless it's a really friggin' good one. <laughs> I hope I I just hope Brandon Pridham just marches into that office and just duct tapes the phone to Dubas's head. Don't get off until you have us another defenseman, man. At least we're not the Buffalo Sabres. Who oh, at three twenty-seven this afternoon tweeted out three nothing Ducks. Period. <laughs> Space. Eight minutes remain in the first period. And the ratio right now is, and I'm not kidding on this one, um, hang on, hang on, now I've just lost it, 182 to 21. Ooh, <laughs> and by the way, in typical Buffalo fashion, the heroic Sabres, they were down 2-0 to the Red Wings, tied it, ended up losing, uh, and right now they've scored two goals to bring themselves to within one against the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, so they can still win. They can, they can still, still win, win, Jesse. All right. They're doing it for Dwayne. <laughs> I don't think they are. They'd be trying a little harder if they were. <laughs> um, They're doing it for no one. They're you, mailing uh, it in. You watch any of the Oilers game last night? Oilers I saw Pets? that horrific injury by McDavid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, can I send you that meme <laughs> for the show? No? Never mind. Fuck. I derailed the show for nothing. What? Did you watch any of the Oilers game last night? No. Okay. Well, you should have. Because one of the things the Oilers do, and this pains me, because after five years of making fun of the Oilers, I can't anymore, but the Oilers literally just go in and outwork people. Now, I know that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are cheat codes. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. But, oh, my God. Do they work hard? And, oh, my God, do they want it? And, oh, my God, are they sick of losing? It's the, yep, it's the difference in the Oilers this year. It's not necessarily that McDavid or Dreisaitl took a step. I mean, they're both fucking unbelievable. They're not injured. That helps. <laughs> no. Um, some of their really cheap guys, especially up front, have come through for them, and that's good. Their season started to go into the ditch. Just like it did last year, mm -hmm. just like it did the year before, and the year, et cetera, et cetera. Their season started to go into the ditch, and there was a moment where they said, "Fuck this, we're getting out of it." There, there was a moment where they pulled themselves out of it with, you know, no moves, no additions. I guess Kaylor Yamamoto, but like, man, that's not that big of a move. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's smart. It's what they needed to do, obviously. Um, but. It's it's maybe it's just a different mindset. Maybe it's coaching, because they really started to put it into the ditch and they flew out of the thing. They're going to make the playoffs. Does everyone know that? Like they're making it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And and there's there's an example of a flawed team that plays flawed games, and you watch them and it, it's always an adventure. They'll get themselves into holes. They'll dig themselves out of it. They'll get themselves an advantage. They'll have other teams claw back. It's, you know, never stress-free <laughs> during an Oilers game. But they're going to make it because they're a little tougher this year mentally. But will they? 
sell concourse tickets where you can't see the ice, but you can watch the game from a TV screen on the concourse like they did a couple years ago. If they make the playoffs, they're going to have two tiers of TVs. Mm. Uh, one for the people standing on the ground and another for the people sitting on their shoulders. There's, they're gonna, there's, every game is going to have 30,000 people. <laughs> and, man, like, we shit on the Oilers for a long time, but I kept saying, part of the reason, part of my anxiety screaming about the Oilers, you have Connor McDavid! Ah! Like, if you ever surround him with anything, he's a cheat code. There's no answer for that. And then you give him four to seven games to figure you out, he's going to wreck your life. Like, they should be cup contenders every year. And, I don't know, I'm having a hard time saying that they're not. They get into the playoffs and they play your team, you're shitting yourself. Next round, shitting yourself. Third round, shitting yourself. Eastern Conference, and you've seen them max twice this year? Have fun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Did you watch any of the Vancouver-Calgary game yesterday? Uh, I saw the Pedersen thing, if that's where you're going. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So you saw the, the Backlund cross-check and the Backlund slew-foot. Yeah, like it, at least, I mean, the slew-foot's suspendable, probably. I, I want to shout out Thomas Drance, who, it's nice to have Thomas Drance back. Like, <laughs> he's been gone forever. But I want to shout him out because he, he wrote for the Athletic Vancouver. The NHL's failure to protect stars like Pedersen is bad for the game. And he's a Canucks writer so people can go oh i'm a leaf guy and that was fucking bullshit and i got no problem with the flames but like what was that that was frigging ridiculous what they what they let happen to Pedersen, and oh you wouldn't have survived in the 80 okay well that was that's 30 30, years ago 30 40 years ago now we can we can leave that alone yeah stop stop if you're going to talk about the way things used to be how about you get a bucket you take a shit in your living room and you throw it out the window into the cobblestone street like, if we're, if we're going to talk about things people used to do, Pedersen uh, should not be going through that. The the cross-check in the back, the the slew foot, the the getting mushed in the face. I'd love to see what he got a penalty for at the end of that Yeah, clip. I couldn't believe that. Crazy. Protect the friggin' stars. And don't, don't, we're not even saying take a dive, right? I don't want to see, like, some of the stuff I see in other sports is shocking. I watch soccer for a good laugh. Every I try, I really try with soccer. It's, you got to you know, go to the, the games. You got to see them live. It's no, it's great live on TV. You know what ruins soccer? Replay. Yeah. It's oh, the whistle goes. I suppose it was a foul, and then you see the replay, and you're like, "What a fucking joke!" There was nothing there. Yeah. There was nothing there. The NBA's had some really, really bad ones. Um, well, the and hockey's had some bad ones too. The but... goal, the goal in soccer is not to get the call right because if it was, they'd have more than one ref out there. <laughs> but. The goal in soccer is how can you sell it to the one ref? Right. That's the goal. So By if you want looking directly at them, apparently. if they cared enough, and they don't because they're making so much money, who cares? Yeah. Uh, it's, they they're they're not in, lacking up in popularity. No, no. They, they would put another ref out there and they would get a better angle on it. But they don't care. They're making a pile of money. So it's never going to change. And hockey's got three guys out there. And, d- dude, it was off of the, the first one, the cross check from the line. Two linesmen, two refs. Oh, there you go. The, the, the first one. Was a cross check off the face off. Where are you looking? <laughs> Would you, you got a buddy in the second row? Waving to him, you send him a puck? It's the face off. Well, how a do gander you, at the game you're officiating, for fuck's sake. How do you not see the slew foot? It was right yeah. where the play was. It, when you no, watch the super cut, it's like, it's embarrassing. 
It's horrible. Yeah. And no, and here's the worst part. They do see it. They do so see it. So why let it go? Because fuck it. Like that that's I'm I'm pretty sure cuz wasn't wasn't there an announcement like uh, I want to say 2 years ago where the NHL is like, "No, you know what? We want to keep the physical aspect of the game." No one is saying, well, I'm sure there's a couple people. You'll always be able to find a couple people on the extreme. No one on the show is suggesting take the physicality out of hockey. No one on the show, or almost any show, is suggesting taking body checking out of hockey. Cross-checking has always been illegal. It's just they started calling it a little bit more, um, you know, during, like, civilization. Um, Slew footing has always been illegal. Everything that happened to him in this clip... Mm-hmm. Has always been illegal. Has always been illegal. And and the officials are seeing this. They're they're not missing it. They're seeing it and deciding it's fine. All right, that's the game. You want? I wonder why. Ah, no one watches. It's so weird. Like I wonder. Fuck. Well, and the Call other thing it. is, people uh, people always make the argument, and you'll see this, like, you have the refs have to treat everybody the same. It's the same. No, they don't. No. Here's the thing. If, if that happens to a fourth liner, call it! Well, yeah. That's the call! <laughs> True. But also... <laughs> Do your job! <laughs> that's, Fuck's I mean, that's... Sake. You can't argue with that. Because if they make the call, mm-hmm. refs are, oh, the game is about them. If they don't make the call, it's the circle jerk with all the guys on the bench. And joking around, uh, that is something that just makes me nauseous, and you know that, when I see the refs joking around with the players on the bench. Don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to them. They're not your friends. You know, oh, dear, you got to have a working relationship. Fuck you. I don't trust you. I'm not going to tell don't trust you. NHL players and refs how to, how to run their right. shit that way. You can't tell They're them. not good at it, so why not? Well, they're, they're bad at their jobs. Because, Why not tell them? Because they have to keep the lines of communication open. Yeah. I understand that Talk, part of it, okay. Steve. I don't think I, I don't think one has anything to do with the other. I think you're conflating two points. Yeah, yeah. They're joking around a lot. Let them, uh, sure. Sign and sticks. That's not sign about making sticks. calls. One of the other things is that he had zero shots in 19 minutes in the whole game. So like this stuff. He's also injured, right? He's also injured. But he still, he still played 19 happened. minutes. He's like, probably jerking around. Pedersen going probably... a game with no shots. Like there's clearly a. A direct relationship between him getting hacked to death all game and his performance. Like, there's a zero next to his name because of these things that happened that were clearly illegal. Yeah. So it's like you can't, you're getting in the middle of the game, and referees, by not calling price. this stuff. You know? Exactly. The, the, I paid to see Pedersen last night. Right. And because you pay to see those players, they should be protected. Exactly. And I'm sorry, not every hockey player is created equal. If someone takes a run at the stars, the stars sell the tickets. I hate to tell everybody this, but it ain't on the Leafs. Austin Matthews sell more jerseys than Kyle Clifford. <laughs> and Kyle Clifford would agree with that. The 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 thing Merrick always brings up on ice surfing is is the discussion is it, from the league anyway. The discussion is how much of the game do we want to be shorthanded? And if the NHL ever ever got serious about change, it'll be as as long as it takes for the message to sink in. And then and then it'll even out. So Ron McLean uh, talked, he was on Spit and Chicklets recently, he was talking about the 05-06 season, which was the Wild West. It was freaking great. And there was like, for the first time, there was like eight penalties a game. It was ridiculous. Per team. Now, now, that was the problem. There was an, there was an overcorrection, and you're going to have that. There's going to be an overcorrection. Every game's going to take four hours. It's annoying. Believe me, I get it. It's annoying. Um, but, you know, 
refs got a little more lenient after that, but also you saw less of the obstruction. So it was it was a good example, I think, of players and officials meeting in the middle. This is what the game is now. Also, we're not going to be as hard-ass about it. You know what I mean? But, like, this almost feels like it. we're starting to go pre-2005 with the way things are going. Well, there's not a lot of clutching and grabbing no, going on. No, there's not a lot of cr- clutching and grabbing. Well, tell that to Connor McDavid, right? Because... Can I, uh, there's this supercut for Pedersen. There's mm-hmm. one of these for McDavid like every week. I see it. And the supercut you guys are the talking super about. The supercut is uh, Scott, Scott Oak summarizing the abuse Pedersen took uh, in the game last night. And you can find it on at Dooley underscore Matt underscore on Twitter. He, has, uh, he posted the supercut from Sportsnet. And there's one of those. If you, if you watch a game, the Oilers lose, you will find a supercut like this. And... You know, you could call that sour grapes from Oilers fans. It's probably why they lost. Well, I remember, wasn't it the the Lakers that, that and Jesse, correct me on this one if I'm wrong, but the, I believe it? the Lakers took, like, hours of footage of people fouling Kobe and it not being called and say and, and finally just took it all to the no, league. No, I think said, you're thinking of the, uh, the Houston, Rocket, or Houston Rockets. Oh, was it with Harden? Yeah, no, I think it was just a game they had lost. And then they'd filed a, a grievance with the league and were like, look at all these non-calls. Oh, oh really? I do yeah. remember that. Have you seen the Jeremy Lin supercut from a few years ago? No. It's stunning. And none of them are fouls. And he's like straight up getting punched in the face. <laughs> like in a sport where like LeBron can like, oh, and, and they call it. So there's, so I don't want that. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't want. But you don't want Backlund slew footing a, a superstar. Yeah. Like I, this is the thing. We're, we're, we're not talking about LeBron James getting the benefit of the doubt 99 times out of 100. We're talking about call these two very, very obvious things. Notice I said two. That supercut's got a lot more than two in it. There were two that were particularly egregious. Call those. Can I be honest? What? Most of the penalties that are going to be called will be against star players because star players will beat you, and the players that are beaten often cause things that create penalties. Yeah. However, so so in that regard, I don't mind the stars being treated differently because they are different. Their play is different, which means that the reaction to their play is going to be different, which means there will be a lot of penalties called in their wake, which I'm fine with. And there's got to be some... The NBA, like everybody's like, oh, I don't, we don't want it to become the NBA. Don't worry. You wish you were that good. You wish <laughs> hockey was that successful. Yeah. You wish as many people cared about hockey as the NBA. You wish you even had... Ten percent of that, you don't. You wish your hockey team was as popular as the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, where bench players are making ten million bucks a year. Uh, yeah, like, are are you kidding me? You don't want the NHL to be like the NBA? Maybe the NBA's got something going on, guys. And maybe, maybe it is the stars that make the game. Maybe that's what it is. And maybe that's what we've been harping on for seven years while we're doing the show. This is a problem that, and I agree with you, Steve, completely. Call the penalty as it is. But when people bitch and whine and complain to you about the fact that, well, Pedersen always gets all the benefit of the doubt because Pedersen moves the play. Yeah. Because he does stuff he that's special. He has the special. puck he's better than you. Exactly. Yeah. So the star players getting treated differently. LeBron, one of them. Why does LeBron get fouled all the time? Because LeBron has the ball. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Get better! That's it! Or accept your fucking league men, which is still close to a million bucks, and be happy. Or take your chance, and you might get called. 
just, it's just dumb. It's just you know, dumb. It's, oh, it's, I don't want, he's playing hard. He's put what? Also, Patterson clearly shouldn't have been playing last night. No, now he's I'm, clearly too hurt. Now, now I'm behind. Was he hurt Before. from that? Or? No, no, he wasn't hurt. He's been, he's been like struggling with something. Because that, that one cross check on his back, that looked bad. It did. So every, anytime I see a guy labor on but, his back, I'm like, oh no. But do we know how long he's gonna be out for now? Oh, he's out. Is he out? I don't know if he's out. This Here's the thing, though. That's about, a man. big game. Vancouver is the top of their division right now, against Calgary. Calgary is 62 points. Vancouver has 65. Cal- Vancouver had lost two games going into this, and they lost again last night. They're trying to hang on for dear life in the Pacific. And there is a point spread, which is unbelievable. But if they lose two games, and the Coyotes win two games, the Coyotes are in first place, and the Coyotes currently do not have a playoff spot. That's we'll, how tight it is. We'll try That's to why Pedersen's playing. We'll try to help you out with yeah, that. Yeah, at, like, mm-hmm. at least play the Coyotes on Tuesday. You can call this segment Whining and Crying with the names we have brought up are Elias Pedersen and Connor McDavid. No Matthews, no Marner, no Tavares, no Nylander. It's like that's that's horrible, and it's nothing against the Flames, man. Like that's that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So Pedersen, uh, he sat out Thursday's game with a lower body injury, then was back in the lineup last night versus Calgary, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to remain in the lineup going forward. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's hurt. Maybe I think he's a little hurt though. Yeah, maybe the cross check wasn't <laughs> exacerbating the injury. Maybe it just hurt to be cross checked in the back. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. With a wooden stick. We're really we're really not asking for much. <laughs> We're just not asking for much, but I don't know. I don't know. What what is the NHL what is the NHL's audience going to look like in twenty years? Is what I always try to mm-hmm. ask myself. Good question. Cause, then, cause oh well we wanna we don't wanna look here's the thing about <sighs> Steve, when you worked at the zoo. Yeah. And kids came in, and there were no Leaf jerseys back then. And that's what was so striking to you. Yep. Kids would come in with hockey jerseys on. And hats, yeah, hats. What were the names on the back of those hockey jerseys? Name some of the names. Man, for the Leafs? Not for the Leafs. I, I just oh, asked for it. I said not Getzlaff, Leafs. Yeah. Taves. Crosby. Crosby. Ovechkin. Uh, Malkin. Uh, what do all those players, like especially in that time, at, at that, in that era, what do they have in common? Stars. Right. There's your answer, isn't it? There weren't a ton of Robert Cron jerseys, or, or was, that, was that his name? Any any Patrick Coletta jerseys there? No, I don't Any remember. Matt Cook jerseys? And I'm not like comparing, there, there I'm not comparing more... Backlund to Matt Cook, Cook, but there was some pretty Matt Cook move moves going on there with yeah. Backlund. And Brad, as long as... What about Brad May? Brad May, no. In Buffalo, was, you might I get that. I stole his number. Did you? Yeah, you yeah. did. Brad May, the last Leaf to wear 10. Mm. Because mm. I'm around, baby. Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, also, it's retired, and I probably shouldn't be wearing it anymore. Um, <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin, if he scores two goals within the next 20 games, he'll be the second fastest player ever to reach 700 goals. Stupid. Trailing only Wayne Gretzky with uh, 886 games, he'll be the third player ever to do it. Brett Hall being the other one. And Brett Hall took 1,100 games to do it. Well, Brett Hall finished with that. Just over that. So... I gotta ask you: Can Alexander Ovechkin score two goals in the next twenty games, guys? It's a good question. Is it possible? 
How many? Because he didn't score last night. Is there a pro line thing on oh. this? Huh? Is there a pro line thing on this? Like, can no. I bet on this? I, I would wonder. So. I wonder if you took the under, what the what it would be. What the payoff would be? Yeah. Forty. You, you put five bucks down. You get forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I'd put five bucks down on that. I uh, could lose five bucks yeah. over that. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Just to go. LOL. I did it. Yeah. No. The he's he's so goofy. The the video went up today on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and also their Twitter account. Um. What uh, do do you think Alex Ovechkin could beat Wayne Gretzky's all time goal record? I think he can. I, no one gave a hard no. <laughs> no, the, there I were really, a lot of humming and hawing, but a bunch of them just straight up said yes. You said it a couple of years ago, and people said you're absolutely nuts. And then you wrote an article for SportsCenter about it. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It was great. Here he is, and yeah, and my article had like his goal scoring production going down built into it, not him being on pace for sixty. <laughs> The fuck? Like, no, this he's he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. There was uh, there was a Pittsburgh radio personality, and this bit gets brought up often on the show uh, that blindly accused Alex Ovechkin of being on steroids. Um, that made no sense. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if someone out there, probably from Pittsburgh. Came out and suggested it again. Because now he's Roger Clemens and he's getting better as he ages. Wasn't said personality part of a, 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 a sports entertainment organization that's known for that kind of thing? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, listen, it was Steigerwald. And oh, it wasn't Steiger? Oh, I thought it was um, uh, Mark, oh, Mark Madden. Madden. No, I well, mean, who was Mark in Madden the WCW. was like, great point. You're <laughs> saying it for years. Maybe. I mean, uh, I, I'm not saying that Mark, Mark did, but isn't that kind of what... Isn't that you, kind of you, what the... you, you, you think Alex Ovechkin is clean, scoring all these goals as he gets older? Get out of town. <laughs> you have to throw in the Russian thing in there. Yeah, okay. the doping scandal, oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. if you're if you're going on a rant about that, oh, that gets geez. in there. Look at his country; yeah. they can't even participate yeah. in the Olympics. <laughs> Not even a country, the Olympics. No, yeah. but we laughed about it years ago, and now I'm watching him on pace for 60 at this age. I'm like, you might be on roids. Can you guys <laughs> name the eight players who have already scored 30 goals this year? No. Yes. Ooh. Uh, Pasternak, Ovechkin, Matthews. Yep. Uh, Jack Eichel. Four. Pasternak, Ovechkin, Matthews, Eichel, four. Probably Drysidle. Five. McDavid. Six. Oh, hey, okay. Uh... Two more. Has Tavares got there yet? Nope. No, he hasn't. He has not. Slow start for Tavares. Yeah, he did have that. Yeah, he did. Missed some time. Hasn't been scoring us. That's high. Nathan McKinnon? Hey, seven. One more. One more, gentlemen. Malkin. No. Damn. Malkin? Malkin? <laughs> <laughs> that is that joke is still going, by the way, which is one of the most ridiculous jokes of all time on Twitter. Yeah, Malkin? That started in like 2009. Brian Rust. No. I don't know. Jake Gensel. No, I uh, one more guess. Uh, 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 Eastern Conference team. <sighs> I feel like it might be Florida. Anyone on Florida? Mm-hmm. Hoffman hasn't scored that many yet, has no, he? No, Wouldn't be Barkoff. He's uh, Adam Wilde's favorite player because he said this coming decade he may be the player of the decade. 
if you remember from our New Year's videos. I don't. <laughs> Adam Wilde named this player the maybe future one of the best players of the next decade. And I this... believed it so much I can't even remember it. Yeah, and he uh, had so much confidence in this one player that he does not remember who well, he is. It turns out I'm right. Well, he, has, he's, he's... he has 30 goals so far this year. I actually don't remember. Sebastian Ajo. Ah! Oh! Yeah, of course. Yes. Wow. Yeah, the man, top. I'm telling you, Sebastian Ajo is... He's legit. He's one of the more he's underrated legit, players yeah. in the league. That's a guy that should be a star that isn't a star because... I mean, he's a star in Carolina, but he should be, like, an international name. Like, he should be huge. And it's... He's a big name in Long Island. Because <laughs> I got <laughs> another one. Wrong Ajo. Wrong, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. No, he's he's one of the more underrated players in the league. He, d- he just doesn't get the love. Top, uh, top 10 in scoring. Austin Matthews, Ovechkin, Pasternak. McKinnon, Eichel, Drysaddle, Aho, McDavid, Panarin, Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. There you go. <laughs> One wow. of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Twenty-six Kyle goals. Connor, there's no, another underrated player. I know. I, know. I, I know. I know. Why are you such a prick? By the way, uh, apparently <laughs> Winnipeg's one of the two teams. Vegas and Winnipeg in on Chris Kreider. Ooh. Uh, which is surprising because I, you would think Winnipeg would want to target defense, but I guess maybe it's like, ah, our defense seems to be working okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> just stick with what we know. Um, Neil Pionk and his Mary Met. Boy, having to deal with uh, Stone and Kreider for four to seven games Ugly. sounds very unfun. Ugly. Yeah. If the playoffs did start today, Winnipeg would be playing St. Louis. That would be a That'd grinding be fun. series. Wow. Again. Again, that's what happened. That was the uh, first round last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, I and, may or may and, not have had St. Louis losing. St. <laughs> Louis plays remember. a pretty grinding game, too. Um, I want to quickly shout out. Mm-hmm. Oh, as sad as it makes me, the U.S. beat Canada at the rivalry series in Detroit. No! Yeah, but more importantly. And what's, what is this? This is a rivalry series. Uh, it's women's hockey rivalry series. Oh. Megan Bozek, not Bozak, Bozek, scored the goal in overtime. The game drew 13,000. That's good. That's more than the Sens average attendance. Mm-hmm. And I think a couple other More teams. than uh, Florida Panthers Islanders, average attendance. Probably. New York Islanders. I don't think the Islanders have that many seats. Sorry. <laughs> the game drew 13,000, surpassing the previous mark of 10,000 for a 2002 game uh, against Canada in Detroit. So they're best in 18 years. And this was in Anaheim. Anaheim, California. What? Not yeah. bad, huh? Wow. For a place that doesn't have snow. At all. At ever. all. Snow what? Ever. People are into it. Except for, have you seen the weatherman in L.A. falling down in the snow? <laughs> no. no. It is, is so far very, away? Very good. He's, doing, he's taking a selfie video and, oh, and he just completely yard sales in the <laughs> Wait, middle of it. But, oh, I guess they get it in the mountains or the hills outside yeah, of it L.A. Was, I don't, they don't remember get if it, it in... was exactly L.A., but it was somewhere where there usually isn't snow, and they were like, wow, take a look. <laughs> in just... L.A., if you've ever been in L.A. when it rains, which is rare, it's wall-to-wall coverage. Mm-hmm. They've got like four, 14 morning shows that are television morning shows, and it's either uh, they get the helicopters out when there's a police chase, and then they get the helicopters out when it's raining. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Tom. You'll hear that loud hiss. It's actually the paint <laughs> melting off the helicopter. It's unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Um, something a little bit more of a serious story. Uh, Boko Mama. Uh, you may not know the name, but he is the person, unless you're paying like really close attention to the AHL, he is the person... Uh, who Brandon Manning uh, of the Oilers farm team affiliate, um, he was the one, I guess, at, on the receiving end of the racial slur. Now, Manning took responsibility for it after the game. He was... Suspended five games. Suspended five games, and last night they played against each other. 
uh, Boko Amama and Brandon Manning fought, and Amama had a uh, Gordy Howe hat trick, a goal assist in a fight. Do you, you guys saw the fight? The fight was a doozy. Uh, Manning did not win. No, <laughs> very much not win. No, he got his ass kicked. Um, I saw, I was confused because some people were like, good on him, Mama, because he obviously started it, which would be my assumption. Um, or I saw a couple of people go, how dare Manning do that? And I'm like, I don't think Manning wanted that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. He got his ass kicked and can't say he didn't deserve <laughs> it. So, haha. There you go. <laughs> That's this little, I don't know. It is. But. That's not. Yeah, I was. We were talking about this a little bit pre-show, and I was saying I, I don't want this to be framed as like, ah, uh, Imama, he beat him, and now the issue's over. Racism done. Like, racism is solved. GI Joe. <laughs> like what Brandon Manning did was so disgusting, and yeah. there was there's nothing good about it, and there's so much a larger discussion that needs to go into that. And I feel it was just people on Twitter are just like, yeah, he beat him. Like, we won the oh. race war. <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't. So I just, well, I want to thank AHL Hockey for bringing the two races together. Right? Finally, we can be at peace. Uh, they, they settled this on the ice. And I feel like that's such a poor way to frame this story. Yeah, well, they, yep. All right. It's done. They fought. Like, I mean, it might be done between those two. Like, I guess. But, like, that's not, it's... You didn't solve no. the problem here by beating him up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it's just the way you frame it. It's tragically funny. Icism? Oh, no. Adam, before the show, Adam thought I said, Icism is solved. And he's like, that's so clever. And I'm like, that's not what I said. <laughs> there is, yeah, there is. Anyways. It's weird. There is that framing going around that's a little bit like, wow, well. Good on That's him. the way to solve it. <laughs> it's like, eh, it's, well. No. I mean. The, sol- the, the way to solve it is to continue to try and fight to eradicate yeah. racism mm-hmm. in society. Can, can I <laughs> laugh that he beat him up? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. And be and it'd be nice if Brandon Manning showed up at I don't know some events that, you know, this summer when he's got some time to, you know, yeah. show that he's educating himself and that he is, you know, allowing himself to understand the effect that a Receipts. word like that could have on Receipts. Yeah. I hope Brandon Manning doesn't before. think, "Oh, I fought him." Like there ah. it is. We did it. I you let him what? Be- he beat me up. We're even. <laughs> Like, listen, guys. I said one of the most, one of the worst words in the English language, but he punched me in the face a couple times, so that means we're good. <laughs> we're good now. Yeah, got beat up for being racist. Right, I'm gonna go home. I mean, and... yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's how that works. Goes home, <laughs> and I. By the way, I don't think I doubt Brandon Manning oh, thinks yeah. of it this way. It's really this unfair. Very of funny. Put it on him like this, but. <laughs> No, well, we're playing guess who about what what he said. <laughs> he didn't say the Bill Peters word, flick. He didn't, okay, let's keep... Oh, sorry. Yeah, the whole it's thing true, was a it's mess. true. It's oh, a total gosh. disaster. I wasn't even sure whether to bring it up, which is why I was like, guys, should we bring this up? But I think it's important. We got We do have to talk about it. And you know what? It's, it's nice that... And this has happened before. Apparently, uh, I think PK had... An, somebody... Uh, call PK called somebody out for the same thing in the AHL, and I think in like 2009. No, look uh, up the name. People um, think they can get away with shit in the minors. Yeah, hmm. it was Chris Barch for oh. an alleged comment toward PK Subban. So I don't know if you remember that. What's interesting about this is that Chris Barch played for the uh, Panthers apparently, but um, I remember. 
Um, and twenty twelve. It's those. Here's what he said. Twenty. So that's a few years into PK's career. He asked, I guess, because there was a a thing where he thought PK dove. He said, "What did you slip on a banana peel?" And that's and then after the game got into it. And it's funny in the way that now Chris Barch said that had nothing to do with racism. I don't know. I don't know those things. I don't know that thing. It doesn't look good. We'll put it that way. Interesting, though, the way that stuff's covered now versus what it would have been then. Mm. Because then it was like, well, man, that's an isolated incident. And now it's sort of like, oh, no, these things aren't as isolated. It's all kind of come to the surface. Wasn't Craig Berube straight up suspended back when he was a player? Was he? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. The head coach of the reigning Stanley Cup champions was... Suspended for that? It was either suspended or fined, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And I don't think he made a banana peel comment. Wow. Yep. Wow. Interesting. Anyway, um, maybe I'm missing something here. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm changing the subject. Mm-hmm. I am changing the subject. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm missing something. What are you here. missing? Is it weird to you guys yes. that Jean Gabriel Peugeot, who has 22 goals for the god awful Senators, is it weird to you that the Senators have not reached out to him to talk about an extension at all? I have a feeling. So I've come to accept that there's what's out there and there's what is just untold. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing Pierre Dorian is so stupid that he would not think to even reach out to Bajot for a contract extension at this time. What I'm betting happened is Peugeot's plans are currently to test free agency. Mm-hmm. Elliot Friedman said last night they have not talked. They I have just not, have a very it difficult wasn't even, time believing that. It wasn't even... No, but he would have said... What do you do all day? No, because then what Elliot Friedman would have... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Elliot right. Friedman would have said, hey, listen, if they've talked, the Senators reached out, Peugeot wants to test free agency. That's not how he phrased it. He True. phrased it as they have not spoken. If have not I'm, had a conversation. If I'm JGP, I sit there and I say, I'm having the best year of my career at 27. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm re-signing with the Ottawa Senators right now. And I don't even need to talk to you. I don't think they've talked. I think he doesn't think he needs to talk. Trade me if you don't want to have my asset, if you want to get something for this asset. But I'm going to sit there on July 1st and see what else everybody wants to offer me. Okay, so we're going to play a little role-playing game here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jesse. Yes. You are Peugeot's agent. Hi. Steve is Peugeot. My name is Craig. Your name is Craig. Craig the agent. My name is Jean I Gabriel. am Pierre Dorian. <laughs> yes. Mm. PD. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Jesse. Hello. Sorry, Craig. Who is it? Craig. Craig. It's it's Craig, agent. Hey, Craig. We Who's on talk, the phone? We just wanted to gauge your Craig, interest on... I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking to your GM. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just I want to gauge your interest on Peugeot staying in Ottawa. I take offense to you even offering it. You asking this question, he is not coming back to Ottawa. Mm. My name is Craig Agent. Okay, thanks, Craig Agent. Click. That's a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If they were to not have a conversation, that means Ottawa hasn't even picked up the phone. You don't, you, I think he, him saying no conversation is them saying we won't resign with you. You Because if I'm Dorian, you think he hasn't even made this. I want them at least to know that I fucking call. Mm hmm. Right now, is, it doesn't even look like they fucking call. Is it possible this is one of those things where both parties are looking at the season he's having and going, let's see where this goes? 
because Ottawa if, doesn't have that option. Are they aware of that? This is. Do you know I, how long this is going to take? That's where I'm at with Ottawa. If Ottawa could re-sign Peugeot, I agree with you. I don't see much incentive there. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that he's 27, Ottawa should re-sign him, and they should re-sign Duclair. Yes, and you can get. You a, need somebody. You think? Yes. But what if he's like, I want seven million dollars? Okay. Who's this? Peugeot. Peugeot. You don't you're, even you're have. Gonna, like, you don't you're going to pay department. You're going to pay Peugeot seven million dollars. It's getting guys, to the, the guy's going to score thirty goals. The NHL is getting to the point where a second line center makes seven million dollars, mm. but they're the Sens, and like at right. some point, somebody's got to stay you, though. You yeah, gotta, but how, yes, someone has gonna, to stay. You're going to charge uh, twenty dollars for a hot dog to make up for that money? I don't know, man. <laughs> You'd have to <laughs> keep at the game. Like, I don't know. No, uh, now listen, if I don't know if Ottawa has the money to spend that on a second line center. <sighs> listen, the guys, the guys' career. Best is 43 points in 82 games, and that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. He is 34 and 53 this year. 21 of those are gold. He's okay. He's a good player. Good player. Good player. How many points does he does, have? Does, he's got 34 points in 53 games. Okay. He's not going to get seven million bucks. But does Peugeot think that he's going to get more money somewhere else? That's my other question. Because I have to be honest with you, who's more desperate than Ottawa to keep a guy like that? And who? is going to go and give him that kind of money. Ottawa does not operate like a regular hockey team. That's the problem. Right? That's a big part of the problem. And and keeping him would be a step in the direction of we do operate like most hockey teams. But, um, like, I just look at what they're doing and I'm like, are, wh- at what point are you ever going to be serious about winning? They're, they, they try real hard every night. That's not a problem. Looks like they have a couple goalie prospects now. Brandstrom and Shabbat are the future on the back end. Cool. Up front, you got Brady Kachuk. Cool. Like, you just need That's like three so, guys. so, so much more than that. <laughs> That's not a team. Like, and uh, now part of Even if wonders, you get Lafreniere, are you going to let Lafreniere go up against the big boys next year as the top center? And maybe Quentin Byfield. Like, who knows? San Jose could gift them the old one, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, I maybe maybe the Sens' future looks so up in the air because they don't want to make any plans until the, that is a that's an enormous factor. The fact that they have potentially two top four picks, right? So, but wouldn't you want to then shelter those guys? That's what I'm saying. Or like the thing yeah. is, is that like, do you want them starting their first NHL game as that 18 year old as the top center in the NHL? I don't care how good Lafreniere is. Is that what you want? It I don't is a think little so. Weird that and, they, if you're Peugeot and they call you now, you know they want you bad. So you ask for a ridiculous number and they say no. That's how it goes, right? So maybe they're both figuring, let's just wait on it. The wording from Elliot's like crazy it's to think about. Pretty obvious. And I believe that, him. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, me too. <laughs> no, listen, you have to call. Mm-hmm. You have to call, Adam. They, they're smarter. The business. senators do not have. The Senators do not have any cards. Like, it's one thing, you, you say, well, if, you know, if they call now, then they're then he's going to ask for a ridiculous number. Pay him. Mm-hmm. You have to. I don't think, this is like, you look at this team, okay, the, the highest paid player on this team is Colin White. Oh. 475. Four, I forgot about him. Me too. The second highest paid player is Artem Anisimov. And the third highest paid player is Nikita Zaitsev. Now, next Guys. year, Shabbat's <laughs> thing kicks in. Yeah. So he'll be making eight. Okay, but that's not this year. No. Don't forget Craig Anderson at 475. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, so we just named four guys making over four and a half, and one of them are good. Which one? White. Yeah, Colin White's good. Okay. Guys, <laughs> the problem here is Anderson that is on and on. there is nobody else. Mm-hmm. There is nobody else on this team that can handle those kinds of minutes that they're going to need to be able to. You cannot throw... If it's Byfield and Lafreniere, if you have them both, you cannot throw them to the Wolves like that. It's just not fair. You will kill your development in its tracks. And you can go and say, oh, I could go sign a $700,000 center. Okay, so you go sign the $700,000 center. Let's say it's somebody like Jason Spezza who wants to come back to Ottawa and make league men and, men and just say, listen. I'm, and get traded. I, and, 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 uh, yeah, or I get to come home, which is cool. Good for you. But are you going to say to Lafreniere, hey, listen. Um, we really don't want you to be the number one center. We've got Joe Schmo on a one-year deal making $700,000. He's going to be the number one center, and you think Lafreniere is going to be okay with that? you got to keep that into consideration as well. These kids are young, and they are confident. And they're dumb enough to think that they can handle the NHL for 82 games and the physical grind. And I'm sorry, but they you see it with 18-year-olds all the time. There's It doesn't matter how good they are. They always have a crash. There's always some sort of, well, you know, it was... There was a great point. I think it was Craig Simpson yesterday on the season Nick Suzuki's having and why it's particularly admirable because it's not out of the ordinary, even for a good 18-year-old to be healthy scratched a few times, Mm -hmm. just so you can, like, watch tape and watch the game from above. And he hasn't gotten any of that, and in fact, his role's gone up. So it's he's unusual in that regard. Right, and and everybody's going to say, well, Matthews and Marner and Nylander had good first rookie years. Yeah, sure, they did. Uh, and actually, in their second year, Marner was like playing on the fourth line. But remember, they had James Van Riemsdyk and Tyler Bozak there were other and guys Nazem Kadri. Yes, yeah. they were mm-hmm. good hockey players. I just like, named three guys that are probably better than Peugeot. Brady Kachuk's <laughs> fighting heavyweights, and he's 20. You know what I mean? I don't know. Adam, you're good at business. What, what is Dorian potentially thinking? By not picking up the phone. Dorian's being told not to pick up the phone because they don't have the money. If so this, this is a negotiation ca- uh, tactic, it's a bad one. And, and if you, you think and you... that not calling the best player on your team when you're about to get potentially two at least top ten picks and saying, hey, listen, we want you to stick around. What are these guys walking into? Let's say Lafreniere gets, gets drafted by Ottawa and Peugeot has even left. What do you say to this guy? What do you say to keep him around? What do you say you're building here? What do you say you do here I other just, than sell off assets? I just don't know what the plan is there. Well, they, I, I mean, listen, they're going to get, they would get a lot for Peugeot. There's no question. Yeah, and Duclair. And Duclair. But there's a player who I just feel like he's pinged around so many times and he's really having a career year. Yeah, he sh- It's Duclair an opportunity to both cash in and put down roots mm-hmm. and I just think that'd be so good for him but I, I just don't know what the Sens are thinking if you're Dorian too something you can you can use in your negotiations if you're going to try to sign Peugeot is they're like well he's career high in goals and your point to them should be somebody's got to score him. look at Ryan Dezingle last year right right now Peugeot is a much more useful player than Dezingle was yeah but Ryan Dezingle had like a career year left the Senators and scored a goal with the Blue Jackets. And he's with the Carolina Hurricanes and haven't heard much from him. But I have, I don't think I've heard his name all season. So 
So you have that if you're negotiating. But I just think if you if if he walks away, what exactly are you building? What culture have you built? And that's why it's a completely separate thing if he doesn't want to stay, but you haven't picked up the phone. If you don't call, you don't know. And if there's been no conversation, that means there's been no call, which yeah. I would squarely put on the Ottawa Senators. What saves them? Like, we, we keep talking about them holding on by a threat. What saves the Ottawa Senators? New Arena. Yeah, I think I honestly think there's there's three answers, actually. Mm-hmm. One is a new owner. Two is a new arena. And those might actually be one thing, mm-hmm. right? Because they come hand in mm-hmm. hand. Yep. Uh, and the other is Lafreniere. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that's but the you only... need two of three. Boy, that's a lot. Because they can get Lafreniere. But you need two of those three. Yeah. You're still relying you don't on even a lottery need a ball new, to give you Lafreniere. You don't even need a new arena. If you got a new owner, they'd pack that place. I but bet if you, you had a new owner, you'd get the new arena. Sure. And you'd yeah. pack the place. But if you had a new owner who came in and said, listen, we can't afford it. We don't have a deal in place yet. But at least I bought the team and I'm ready and we're staying in Ottawa. That place would be packed tomorrow. I can't wait for tomorrow. to take off in Ottawa. Honestly, no, you think Ottawa Senators, they would be like, a, they would throw a Eugene as a gone party. They would. You know they would. They've bought billboards, for God's sakes. Yeah, it's messed up. And the NHL has to know, this is where, and it's a bit, it's a lot different than the Donald Sterling situation. But in the Donald Sterling situation, the the NBA stepped in and said, you need to sell this team because you're bad for the league and we can't have you here. Is it a little bit like James Dolan? Well, James Dolan, yeah, I mean, they can't get they can't get him to sell the Knicks. So at what point like does James the NHL Dolan. go? You're damaging our product. You need to go. It's it's not the same type of damage, but it's still damaging. You're damaging this team in this market. Um, the Ducks held on to beat the Sabers. Okay, good. Good BT to know. I was updating that game. I don't know. Just a question. Just a thought. Yeah, I I just I see three potential ways to save. The sends and it's pretend it's really it's two. It's bleak, man. It's bleak. All right, let's do the uh, press conference. The presser. S D P. The Steve Dangle press conference. Uh, this weekend on headlines, Elliot Freeman and Chris Johnson reported that there have been talks between the NHL and the IIHF on uh, getting terms for the Olympics. Getting NHL players in the Olympics for 2020, what year? Two. Two. Uh-huh. And then the NHL and the NHLPA will meet in Toronto on Tuesday to talk more about inserting uh, some rules in the CBA that will allow the players to go to the Olympics. Do you guys think the NHL players will go to the next Winter Olympic Games? And how do you think this is going to be resolved? Uh, I think, well, first off, I do think they're going to go because once they solve this issue, they're going to be able to solve the CBA issue. They're going to be able to find an extension for the CBA as well. Although escrow seems to be a bit of a sticking point for some players, a lot of players are just kind of, that seems to be the, it was funny that that was the big hangup. And they were talking about it on headlines and they're like, well, listen, if we can just get them to the, um, if we could just get them to the Olympics, it seems like we'll have a deal. And it's funny because... (laughs) They didn't talk about escrow at all, but I wouldn't imagine the NHL would willingly give up any percentage of escrow. So it's it's one of those things that it's like it it affects like two percent of the players. Like who's going? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's mostly American few. and Canadian players in this, you know, in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Majority of them are not going. Uh, Sweden. No majority, but it's majority American and Canadian here. Oh right, right, right. right? Okay. 
Yeah, I, I understand there are oh, Swedes in the, in the NHL. Yes, yes. But in the NHL, in the NHLPA specifically, there's like it it would affect very few players. So I'm finding it funny that that's the that would be the thing that would get the players to move. I was looking this up. Um, tweets from Super Twitter agent Alan Walsh. Hmm. Per report on Hockey Night, the IOC and IIHF have addressed all of the NHL's major concerns with sending players to the Olympics, including travel expenses and marketing rights. Bettman's long-running phony excuses for not sending <laughs> players <laughs> has just fallen apart. So, we're back to what it is. Bettman is holding NHL players hostage on the Olympics by demanding a significant CBA concession in a trade to let players go. Bettman is getting everything he wants. No more phony excuses. Hashtag let them go. Arr, said Who Alan Walsh. Oh, Alan Walsh. Arr. I don't know. Like, it'd be dumb of me to be like, Alan Walsh is right. Uh, just because, you know, I mean, he's got a dog in the fight too. He's an agent. He mm -hmm. wants money. But what does he make off of players going to the Olympics? I guess they're TJ TJ Sochi, right? Well, if if they make a concession and it comes out of a, you know, who knows? Hmm. Who knows? It's too complicated. I hate it. You know me. I always go. You're <laughs> in all this shit. Fair I enough. Just, I just I oh, if the show ever goes to lockout, uh, I I oh, I I don't know. It'll it'll be you talking and me struggling to understand. <laughs> Just we'll we'll switch to, we'll just do a, a, a we'll just start from season one of South Park and we'll break down each episode until uh... <laughs> any NHL story with Gary Bettman at the forefront of it sucks. Yeah, sucks. that's on purpose. Yeah, it it's it's no fun to talk about, and it's barely possible to understand. I don't like hearing from him. I don't like reading them. I don't like looking at them. I don't like them. Hmm. Are you going to the Olympics or not? I like I I don't know. Like that's a good report. It's legitimate information. We haven't heard about it in a while. Um I I I would like to see a bit of a change in how CBA talks are talked about compared to 2012 cuz that was torture. That was freaking torture. It sucked all the fun out of the entire universe. Mm -hmm. Are you going to go play Super Funsies hockey in the Super Funsies time, known as the Olympics, <laughs> or are you not? Don't talk to me until you have a yes or a no. I don't give a fuck. All right. There. Helmy40 on Twitter, or on uh, Twitter, on our Reddit page has put together a list of who everyone has given their crowns to this season. Oh, wow. We now have <laughs> analytics for our our crowns. I love it. Uh, Steve has given eight crowns to Matthews. Really? That, yes. That's high. Th and three to Anderson. Those are your top two uh, crown givers. Yeah. Really? That's interesting. That's yeah. higher than I thought. Adam, do you want to take a whack at your top two crowns that you've given out? Two players are tied at four crowns. Oh, wow. Yes. So wait, what was Steve's again? Steve gave his most crowns to Matthews. He gave eight crowns so far to Matthews, I and he's that's... given his second most is three to Anderson. And this is tough because I usually get first pick, Adam gets second. Yeah. Right? No, I, I think that's fair, though. I mean, I, if I wanted to pick Matthews and you picked him, I'd pick him, too. Yeah. Oh. I don't care. I don't do it on differently on purpose. Oh, okay. I just go, well, here's a different reason. Yeah, same. Um, 
I'm gonna Adam, who do you think you've given the most crowns to? Oh. Two players are tied. Freddie, I think, has got to be one of them. Freddie is one of them. I'm going to say Adam gave most to Mitch. Mitch Marner. Interesting. Is that, is that both of your guesses? Yeah. It is incorrect. Who is it? Adam has the exact same top two, Matthews and Anderson. Hey! hey You've given right. Matthews and Anderson Which, both four crowns. Given their importance on the team should be the case. Yeah. <laughs> I have given Neilander 34 crowns. Ah. The second place is no one. I'm surprised the highest I've gone <laughs> is four with one particular player. Out of 34? Yeah. That's a lot. Um, I want to know, okay, so Neilander is obviously first. I can give you more stats. Yeah, oh yeah, I want to hear more. So we know Matthews so, is second. Now we have uh, our crown leaders. So overall, like, combined numbers. Willie is 34. First place, William Neilander with 37. Because oh, you guys I've have, given him one. you've given him some crowns. Matthews is in second place with twelve. That's a lot. Frederick Anderson has eight. That's a lot. Jason Spezza with four. Dude, fourth he, place. He's well, had some crazy it. games. Yeah, and then Tavares with three. Tavares, Moore, Sandine, Enval, Hall, Makayev, all three. Trevor, Moore. Trevor Moore got one. Yeah, he's gotten three crowns. Yeah. You know, he was so good at the beginning of he the season. He was. He was. Yeah, really yeah three crowns. Um, notable mentions of people who have rece- also received crowns. Uh, Babcock has two. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to take those back. <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, he probably did deserve them. I'm not... Yes. <laughs> um, come on, he probably did. We were probably like, come on, Mike. Come on, do it, Mike. Come on. Hutchison has one crown. That was probably recently, too, because he was... It probably was. Surprisingly, all year, Mitch Marner has one crown. Oh, really? Yeah, that's for, bad. That's combined not, that's, for this whole season. That's unacceptable. Me that's or un- uh, I can tell you. I think he was being... Give me the numbers there, stats guy. Uh, Mitch, 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 Mitch. That was from Steve. Oh, it was from Steve. Steve Shit. gave out that one crown to Adam, Mitchie. Unacceptable. Uh, that's why don't you like him? It's, I love Mitch Marner, man. He's amazing. Uh, Sheldon Keefe has one crown. Wow, he's got half the crowns of Babcock. Mark Pissick, one <laughs> crown. The only non-leaf, I think. The fans in Vancouver, <laughs> one crown. <laughs> 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 and you, like you, the people. <laughs> Steve gave that one. <laughs> have one crown. For watching this terrible yes. team. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Steve did give out that one you to the people. Anyways, thought that was fun. Thank you, Reddit, for doing this. Man, I love that. That's stuff. unbelievable. I gave stats I gave about two the people's show. Crowns. <laughs> I wonder what other stats about the show you could track. Like, what else could you track? I, I know, know for a while people were tracking our Stanley Cup predictions, and we just kept forgetting to do them. I want to. Uh, this would take seven years of listening to the podcast to do, but I want a list of the nicest. Everyone you've called the nicest person list. ever. You know what? If, if someone actually does that, then I will I will bring... The, you know how Stephen A. Smith has like a list and oh, they put yeah. slots in? I'll get one of those and I'll put it in the office and I'll be like, adding someone else to the nice yep. list. Put it up here. <laughs> I would love to see that. And a very... And like a sticky note that says naughty list. <laughs> banned from the show. Just Gary Ben. There's another one. Uh, a list of people banned from the show. Uh, six players... Who have this is from xmonk73 on the comments under Helmy40's post about our crown stats. He writes, or they write, uh, there are only six players who have played over 20 games for the Leafs this season and not won a crown yet. 
you guys want to take a guess before I reveal. Six players who have played 20 games for the Leafs and not won a crown. Cody Ceci. Uh, one. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he is one of those players. He never even got one, eh? Nope. <laughs> Are you surprised? Travis Dermott. Uh, Barry probably got one. Travis Dermott is not on there. Oh. Uh, Barry is not on there. <laughs> Three defensemen. Barry, Barry has a crown. Hmm. Yeah. Riley? Riley has a crown. No. Dmitry Timoshov. Timoshov is on that list. There you go. Does Muzzin have a crown? Yes, he does. He Muzzin has a crown. Mm-hmm. Martin Marincin. Yeah, he is on that list. Martin Marincin has never received a crown. Oh, uh, it's probably he's not. Oh, he's never received. A crown. Yeah, so he's on, he's on. So you guys have gotten three so far: Cece, Marincin, and Timoshov. Okay. Oh, okay. I misunderstood you. Oh yeah, sorry. These are guys who have played at least twenty over twenty games and not received a crown. Goat. Goats on there. As in, as in, he's the fourth. Yes, he's okay. four. Yes, Cappy. Nope. He's he never got a crown. No, he is he is on the crown list. Oh, he's on the crown list. Johnson. Yeah. Johnson has a crown. Has Engvall a crown? Has Engvall yeah. gotten a crown? I've given you. I thought I gave Engvall two. Engvall has a crown. Huh. Okay, he's got one. Damn, we're just gonna list off layers here. Kerfoot. Kerfoot has a crown. What? Okay. All right, Jesse, just give us the other. I two. I will give there, you the we, six we're guys. We're still missing four. Goat. Timoshov, Hyman, Cece, Marincin, Nick Shore. Okay, well, guys, oh, we're guys who have played 20 games and not received a Zach crown. Zach Hyman deserved a crown at least once. No, you guys you guys have disrespected him. I've sure. given my that's, crown to the correct person. Nick Shore played at least 20 games with the Leafs. No, the, court, no, yes. the, the stipulation was at least 20 games. Yeah. And say 20 games with the Leafs. Oh no no! I think Nick Shore played twenty games. The least. No Let's... way! Did he? Maybe no. I'm uh, checking it. I'm no. checking. Maybe it. our friend here got Nothing the stat way. wrong. I'm, I am checking. Nick Shore played twenty one games with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the nineteen twenty season. This season wow. has been one hundred and fifty games long. He uh, he had three points with the Leafs in Winnipeg. He's got a goal and an assist in twenty seven games. So wow! So uh, that's oof. pretty good. You know what? Tyson Berry, you know how many goals he would score if he did the Spezza move from the Ducks game? <laughs> Fake a slap shot, which everyone will assume is coming, and then just carry it? It'd be nice, because he's got wheels. Yep. Like, I don't understand why a guy who loves to carry the puck so much wants to get it off his stick so quickly. It'd be the right move to do in, say, three-on-three overtime, mm. when you might be completely screwing your teammates I'd prefer over. he shoot it off someone's shins, though. Mm. I love that sound of that crack. It's great. Hyman needs so many more crowns. Yes, he does. Yes. Let's fix Man, that. that guy came back and like like didn't miss a flipping uh, beat. Underappreciated as always. Didn't miss a beat, got better. Yeah. He's got been better. This is, to me, this is the best he's played ever. Easily. Um, okay, well listen. Steve's on his phone, so that means it's the end of the show. No, I was just making sure that nothing happened. Do you want to show Jesse another meme or something that uh, that you wanna send him or uh, he missed that? Completely. Anyway, I'm happy National Pizza Day. Nice. It is International Pizza and, Day. And uh, and we've got a little video for Palentine's coming at you a little later this week. Very excited. Mm. So uh, thank you so much for listening as always. And Steve, thank you for listening. Mostly you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Adam, we all got our flaws. <laughs> the deepest flaws. I love you, buddy. All right, let's get out of here. We'll see you Wednesday. on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at 
Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.